Alrighty, fellas. Here we go. This Let's is it. it. This is it. I am fucking pumped to finally do this. Every time I do this, it's the first time I'm ever meeting the person, like, in fucking person for the, the thing. It's always been a Zoom thing or whatever first. This time is also the first time I'm doing this with someone who's not directly integrated into a service for the fitness industry. You guys are a product for the fitness industry. This whole D to C world has just kind of exploded in the past, like, seven years or so. It's gotten super cool. I want to talk yep. about that. There's, <laughs> there's a few other things I want to make sure we jam on, right? There's a line. And I wrote it. That was the biggest thing in my notes. Okay. And this is, this is for you. Just run and eat chicken. Okay. You, I want you to tell me. So you used to be for, uh, I think the medical term is fat fuck. Yeah. Is that it? Is that that the medical term? (laughs) Morbidly obese. Morbidly obese. What is 300? Yeah. uh, 270 in high school. 270 high school. And I was like five, six, probably five, seven. Because you look like, this looks like, nor- this looks like a comfortable, like your body's like, this is like my natural state. Yeah. Well, how did that happen? I mean, we, growing up as kids, like we always just like grew up on fast food. I feel like we all did. Yeah, like, yeah. and for some reason, my body just didn't take to it like everybody else's. <laughs> Metabolism and just wasn't as flexible. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm fucking literally in high school pushing 270 and I'm like, my girlfriend fucking broke up with me. Cause you gained two. Cause you were two. No, I was okay. I was a fat fucking eighth grade when okay. we started dating, and then she broke up was with she me. She fat? No, she was actually half decent. Good question. See, dude, women are such better people. <laughs> yeah. Like, would any one of us would have dated if we were in good shape? Would any of us no, would have dated a was, chick who's two fifty plus plus? I was a fat fuck looking for a hot girl. I'm like, <laughs> well, I had no business. Like, <laughs> I woke up and I'm like, I'm like, crying. I'm like, mom, I'm like, how am I ever gonna have a girlfriend? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do I do? And she's like, eat chicken and run. And I literally could not <laughs> run. And like, I, more than like a few steps. Yeah. And so I like got on my bike and I was literally just ride that around the neighborhood, like around my block because I couldn't go very far. And then the the bike just got further and then further. And then I turned into a walk and then turned into a run. Dude, like uh, when I heard that on Bedros's uh, podcast with you guys, which I thought was great, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm like, that's such some fucking like inner city mom <laughs> shit. It like, is. eat chicken and run. I don't fucking know. Like, what, yeah. what am I supposed to it do is. about that? Like, I don't know. Just do something, yeah. right? Uh, okay, so in I'm, the reason that's so interesting for me now. I have a question. So I did a video response on like Noble back during it's like twenty twenty one. They got in a ton of shit because they didn't mm-hmm. make double XL and they didn't go higher in that stuff. And there was a, a group and an indiv- a certain individual they were really pushing for that and really blasting them for it. Going from fat to fit though, you have at least some perception. I, I can always make content on this, but I'm speaking ignorantly. I've never mm-hmm. experienced that. Do you guys what's the largest size you go up to? Three uh, X. I mean, yeah. honestly, we have, I think we have four XL shorts. Yeah. We're we're yeah. we're pushing to cut and sew for four X right now. We're at three X because, like, and again, three X doesn't have to be out of shape. And a lot of the people in our community are maybe powerlifters or whatever. Or also, yeah. or we're in or that part of their journey. They're on they're that part starting. of their journey. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where they're starting and they're they're working their way down. Yeah, I, I think th- so. I think I like. See, I love that. And I, again, when I think of the brand and, and what it does and what it stands for, there is someone at 275 right now that is hopefully looking at your shit daily, getting the emails, wearing the oh, gear, and is and is a 
100% putting down every day trying to have this kind of thing. Have you thought about telling, like, making this story more apparent? Like, I would, like, you don't, that's the thing. It's, we, we said this on the podcast you guys have with me. It's like, I don't know if people listen to my shit, right? Yeah. You know if people are rocking your shit when you're walking at the airport because you yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, it's like, how do you know your demographic? Like, what population of them are probably in that morbid obesity or that overfat kind of population? Has there been a ton of, con- have you guys done a ton of content on that? We haven't, but what we're doing now is working on more like human interest stories mm-hmm. from the community and actually telling the stories of the few, yeah. which has been super powerful for us yeah. because we've been like grind, 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 add value, add value, add value. We, until this year, never consciously took a step back and said like, let's actually dive into the stories of all the different yeah. humans, yeah. the diverse humans that are actually in our community. It's been a powerful experience. Because they've all been through so much. It's not all just fat sure. to fit or, yeah. or just a yeah. fitness journey. It's like real life fucking adversity. Yeah. And like our YouTube channel will eventually soon actually house all those videos where we're going to be going yeah. through like the adversity they built through or yep. the adversity they'd battled. And then if you want, if you want to help them get through it. Early in 2021, we actually um, started a podcast. Yeah. We didn't release anything. We started, we did like five episodes where we were actually reaching out to members of the community and they would come on the show and they would tell us their story and like the role that Fuel Hunt played in their story. Yeah. But, you know, some opportunities popped up and we had to pause that, but we still have it there. So like Drew's saying, when we're in this space, it's going to be very important for us to fire up the YouTube channel, fire up the podcast and start telling more stories. Yeah, is that, when you guys look at that, is that something you will want to outsource or is that something you're going to want to take? Because you're obviously already slam busy, but like, are you going to just take away time from something else? Because to sit down and do uh, an hour a week or an hour every other week with somebody and plan it out and all that kind of shit, it takes a minute. Oh yeah, it does. It yeah. does. Will that be you guys though? Are you going to run that? We'll, we'll have we'll have support to run it. Yeah. Sure. We will have a presence there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We'll be on the show. It won't be somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll be there. We were keeping like 20 minutes though. The ones we have, like they weren't. Which was, which which was difficult, nice. but yeah. it was good. Yeah, 20 minutes is it's good. It's bite-sized kind of scenario. Yeah. The key with that is to get their story, do a quick intro where you just summarize it for yeah. for the audience real quick and then get and into then the get guts into of the shit. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. It's like these things. I always just fucking turn these things on as if like we just were at a bar talking and like Sure. You know? Sure. Because that, that was one of the things I was wondering. I was like, man, why is there not a The Few podcast yet? Why is that yeah. not there? And obviously, you guys, so we're in the, your new, this is going to be your new digs. Yeah, right? this is the event space in our new building. We have the third floor of uh, one of the buildings that's adjacent to this, 10,000 square feet. 10,000 square feet. Okay. Floor. Yeah, I got, I got a great idea what that size is like. Let's talk about the operation. So... In 2021, you guys broke seven figures. 2020. Uh, in 2020, you break seven figures. Okay. Yep. Now, uh, talk to me a little bit, as much as you want to share. So, like, was 2020, was that, like, holy shit, but it was also a, a side product of everyone sitting at fucking home scrolling and buying more, like, e-com. I bought more in e-com in 2020 than probably ever. Where were you guys, I mean, replicated in 2021? Are we still on track for that? Yeah, yeah, still on track. I think 2020 was, it was an interesting mix of things. Um when everything went to hell in a handbasket in like March, we doubled down and we actually hired a social media uh, marketer, basically a traffic buyer yeah, at yeah. the time. Uh, before that, literally, I was running ads from my phone. Sure. And we would run, we called it, <laughs> this is embarrassing, we called it the faucet. Yeah. And there was, <laughs> turn the faucet on. There was yeah. one, exactly. There was one post that we had, it was actually a banner. 
And, uh, you know, if sales weren't really going right that week, our organic sales were like, time to turn the faucet on. <laughs> turn the faucet on, spend a little money, buy some traffic. What, should we do $100 or should we do Yeah, should we do, maybe, maybe let's, let's stretch it. Yeah. 600 bucks. Let's get crazy. 600 okay. bucks. Crazy. 600 bucks over five days. So, you know I mean? Okay, it's Monday. Uh, what day during the week is it like, uh-oh, we're not on par for our goal. What uh, turn the faucet on. Tuesday morning. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, right, like. Monday at four. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But um, so that's what we were doing up until 2020, March yeah. 2020. Then we actually got approached. A traffic buyer reached out to us. He was a solid dude. I was like, I fuck with this guy. Yeah. Let's give him a shot. And at that time, you know, there's a retainer. There's a percentage of ad spend. Like this is pre seven figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we had a hockey stick year that yeah, year. Yeah. So we were, we were side hustling still too. So it was like Yeah, that's yeah, before you yeah. all hundred percent in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that the fact that e com took off during that time because everybody's trapped the fucking home. And the fact that we doubled down, yep. brought on the traffic buyer, and we were getting much more intelligent. At, you know what I mean? Being, what, three years in at that yeah. point. And you know the thing mean? is, too, like we always say is, like, when everyone got scared and started to uh, Recoil. retract yep. with their money, we, we, uh, we're like, let's Spend go fucking it. hard. Sure, yeah, let's like, go. Let's, it's like the, go. the stock market now. I bought, I'm buying more now than ever. Like, with right. it being down, I'm going to buy more than yeah. what it. Yep. So <sighs> let's go to that traffic, that, that scenario real quick. Because so, you know, anyone listening to this is obviously probably familiar with the fact that you're a direct-to-consumer company, this D2C concept, and it's the thing that's putting brick and mortar out of business left and right or make, taking up the market shares. There mm-hmm. are so many different now apparel brands that I can identify with. I just like your brand. I like your vibe. It relates to me. I think if I wear this, people are going to think I'm dope or I'm this kind of person, and I, I vibe with that. And that's the beauty because the, depart- the concept of the department store where you bought apparel probably had to have everything for everyone. It had to have Nike and Reebok, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, it would have had to have Fuel Hunt and Lululemon, right, yep. in a department store concept. And now direct-to-consumer hits. Instagram is the place. Shopify is the fucking, you know, the mothership. Yep. And now we've got our thing. But when you had the traffic buyer, because that obviously was an influential, did you ever, like, how do we figure out what he, because, like, again, yeah, like, I'm outsourcing this fucking thing. But it's not like this guy holds a fucking key that I can't fucking have. Yeah. Anytime I of outsource something in business. I'll be like, I want to learn from you. I'm oh, going to watch. I want to see what you're 100%. doing. And they probably know at some point that might cause them to be retired if I learn enough. But what do you guys, I mean, what do you guys do about that? We don't, we don't work with people if they have a scarcity mindset. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if we bring somebody on, we explain what you just did yeah. to them. And we say, look, we're going to learn some shit. Yep. You're going to kill it on the team. Absolutely. But we're going to learn along the way. And if they get they get squirrely about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not the person. Yeah. And that is like, both of us love to do that, like learn everything, but we've learned as we've scaled that like we can't do everything. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so like Joey couldn't still be running our fucking ass. Correct. Or we wouldn't get anywhere. Yeah. So. Plus when we, when we brought that traffic buyer on, we were still heavily involved in the creative, right? Yeah. So he was, he did a great job with the nuts and bolts of running the ads and targeting and audience development and things like that. But we knew our people. And we were still heavily involved with the creative. So we were in there. It wasn't a pure, yeah. like, outsource. Are you still using a traffic buyer now, or th- you guys kind of get big enough now? Because you kind of, brands hit a scale at some point where they get big enough, and they've kind of created their own ecosystem and solar system. Yeah. Ads aren't as necessary as, like, when you're sub 40,000 followers, and you're sub, yeah. you know, $15,000 a month in revenue and shit like that. It's still, it's still a big part of, yeah. of who we are, yeah. You guys using that part. same guy? Uh, no. Not right now. Okay. No, no, but everything was amicable. He's yeah, great. He's, great he's dude. Man. Great cool. dude. dude. What's his name? Because I guarantee I'm going to get 20 DMs from someone who's trying uh, to do yeah. direct to consumer that's going to ask me this. Adam at AQM Media. AQM Media. And okay. he is the man. Yeah, yeah. he's the man. Yeah. Dope. He's the man. Very he's cool. the man. Um, the only reason we actually moved on is because 
of we took it in the house with Bader as his team. Yeah, so. yeah, he's he's spun up a traffic mining company, so we went in with him. So anyone who's not familiar in the fitness scene, Bedros is uh, he's a big deal. He is the founder of Fit Body Bootcamp, which most people in my line of work in the, in the brick and mortar world would recognize. Great franchise model. Yeah, BK is. Uh, I've never met him personally. I've known of him, obviously. How did you guys get synced up with him? Because his following again is going to be dudes with brick and mortar gyms for the most part, or his yeah. franchisees. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a crazy story. I think. Maybe our first year in business, um, Andy Frisella, yeah. you know who he is. Yeah. Um, He's got Summer Slam, fuck that, whatever that thing is that they do every year, yeah. first form is exactly. this weekend. Yep. Yeah. It is, yeah, uh-huh. it is. So um, we actually sent him some gear, and uh, he was rocking it for, you know, a good solid minute on all the shows, and B was on his show. So that was, like, the first contact we had with B, like, just through, like, osmosis, I guess. Yeah. And then the following year... One of our good buddies, uh, Noah, from Stars and Stripes Company, actually was going out to CB, Pedros, because he made him a flag, custom okay. flag, wooden flag. Noah, Stars and Stripes Company, another shout-out. Yeah. Absolute man. Quick pause there. Though. This goes back to the abundance mindset thing. Like, he was going there, and he's like, yo, send me some of your gear, and Absolutely. I'll take, take it, it with me. me. And I'm going yeah. to present it to this guy. I'm like, you literally don't owe me that at all. Like, yeah. why are you doing that? You can just go and push your own shit. Yeah, he's yeah. dope. He's dope human. Yeah. We just did a giveaway with him recently. Yep. If you, if yep. he's so... That was the second point of contact. Yeah. He hand-delivered some of the shirts. And then from there, it was kind of quiet for a little while. And B started popping up on social, wearing our shit. And we're like, this is cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the thing I love that's so fucking gangster, and, and is this just a, this is just, is this a, just a direct-to-consumer kind of strategy that all you guys kind of do? But, like, you're saying, okay, who are the influencers in the space of fitness and whatever, and how do I, you know, am I going to just ship them a box and hit them up with some shit, and hopefully they fucking wear it? And I mean, to get for sell to wear something on a, on the MFCEO podcast, I mean, that's that's as home-runny as you can fucking get. Because yep. he probably gets boxes of shit all the time. And that was early yeah. on, dude. Like, was he was very, very early on. Dude, we had, sub, we had, like, under 1,000 followers. Followers. Yeah, so you know another mean? good person. Oh like, man, solid, solid dude, man, solid dude. It's just funny that we always had so much more to our brand than just fucking ink on a t-shirt or clip on a t-shirt. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So we knew that when we were sending these packages, like these, this guy's gonna get it and he's gonna be like, "Wow, I fuck with this." You know yeah. What I mean? Plus, man, we you know we sent a handwritten note. Like yeah. we weren't just, we weren't just. And I guess maybe there's nothing against this. Throwing a lot of paint against the wall, but we were sending packages to people that we admired that were playing a role in our journey yeah handwritten note hey man this wax is why sealed. we think wax sealed i, I sealed that yeah. shit with, with no wax shit with wax yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's like my fucking thomas jefferson that's my, that shit. That's fuck my around, thing man. i don't fuck around <laughs> yeah. a lot of finish dude a lot of finish a lot of detail but um so yeah so going back to b so yeah. noah um dropped some shirts off things were a little quiet for a while b popped up on social wearing our shit tagged us a couple times and then we just I think had a couple orders Actually, actually, yeah, yeah he sort of buying from us. That's and we're like, dope. oh fuck, like, yeah. I mean, if if you're if if you're looking for a, a solid human, a guy that is just above and beyond what any human could ever be, yeah. it's Pedro's. He's, I mean, I again, I'm only saying this from third person and from afar, digitally and all that, but um, I've only heard dope shit about him. And I listened to the podcast yeah. that you guys did on the plane. It was it was really well done. And obviously, he's a train. He's you know, like everyone does. He, he, 
you get really good at your thing, and then your thing just becomes one of the planets in your ecosystem, yeah. right? Like one of like Fit Body Bootcamp is just one of the things he does now. He's obviously got his like mastermind kind of group stuff. He's obviously doing stuff. So the, his guys yeah. now handle your you know advertising, marketing, traffic, buy all that. They do, yeah, yeah. Uh, in in twenty twenty one, actually, we're coming up on a year anniversary. I think in twenty twenty one, he sent me just a random text, and he was like, "Yo, I've been watching basically, yeah. and I see what you guys are doing. You're killing it." If there was ever an opportunity for me to be a part of it, I would love it. Yeah. Got on the phone that Saturday uh, afternoon. I was in my basement sketching tees. And uh, a couple, maybe a month or two later, we were out in California, you know, met him, met his team, you know, had the energy meeting, which I called it with him just to make sure that we we were vibrationally like the same. And uh, obviously we were. And here we are now, a year into a partnership, and uh, we couldn't be more thrilled. I love it. And are you guys, so I looked at the numbers. So we did our pot, we did our podcast in February, 2021. And you guys, I had you at like 52,000 followers on Instagram at the time. And we talked about it for a second towards the end. And both you guys had the best answer. Like, yeah, don't give a fuck. Right. It just, it's a thing. It's whatever you guys are like at the 96s or whatever. Now you guys have pretty much damn near doubled that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Is there a direct correlation with that? Now that you've seen a growth in the in a, the social currency that is the most important for most entrepreneurs right now is how many followers do I have how many subscribers to my YouTube channel I mean has business doubled has have you seen those metrics go correlationally not really followers and finances no but um social proof sure you know what I mean and like you know just stepping in the room and um, to cold traffic, yep. there's definitely a difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's definitely a difference. But financially, it's, it, it was never, as we climbed that ladder, there were improvements financially. Yeah. But it wasn't like, okay, well, now we're at, uh, you know, almost at 100K, so business has now 10X. It doesn't, you still, I think at the end of the day, man, you, you still have to, a brand is trust. And you still have to show up every day, show your people, show our community that we're here to empower them. We're going to make quality shit for you. The number only goes so far. Yeah. You know I mean? It's just that I feel like nowadays people get so wrapped up in this fucking follower account and they don't focus on their product, the quality of their product, or who they're serving. Yeah. yeah. No, it, and it, it, people do. And because I think everyone, when you're starting from zero, you think that to jump to the next lily pad, it, it's going to be the followers that create the bridge there, right? Like, does uh, Frisella wear your shit if you had 200 followers maybe maybe not maybe he's like it doesn't fucking matter the shit's dope right if the product's good enough but i think a lot of people have that you know that imposter syndrome on i'm like i need that social currency to validate me and who the fuck i am or do they come hand go hand in hand like if you're putting out quality products and quality content are you going to have quality a quality amount of followers probably 100 percent yeah and the thing that's super interesting to me on that, like I, I talk to guys and I, I use uh, I use both of you guys as an example on this. So I'll get someone that goes, I want to start an online business. I want to do something like WTF. I want to start a podcast. And so I do like probably about 10 or 15% of my clients are like personal brand or online business kind of development kind of thing. Sure, yeah. And man, but I've never done anything in that line of work. Like, let me tell you a story. <laughs> Two kids from Philly. One was in promotional marketing sales. The other one worked at a church, then a funeral home, and then moving <laughs> trucks. You know what they both do That's now? They sell fucking t-shirts. They sell fucking lifestyle apparel and they're slinging gear like crazy, bro. It there's every anything you've done could have some carryover to that. Like, and I loved like you, you know, uh, so funny guys, listen, you know, you worked at a church. I worked at a church as a kid. Um, Altar boy. 
I was at all, I never got fucked, and I was always upset yeah. about that. Like I was always like, "Why not me, father?" Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Aldermore was a job. I, <laughs> yeah. well, like I, road, I went from so I went from just to be clear, right? I rose in the ranks. I went from nothing inappropriate to rise to the ranks, but I went from altar boy to working in the rectory, right? Like yeah. cooking dinner for the priest. Yeah. Then I went to sacristan. Setting up for mass. You cook so, dinner for the priest? Those guys have it made. Yeah. Fuck it. They got it yeah. made. It's kind of they a weird. A, they had a gym in the basement of our rectory. No yeah. So they were going down there while I was cooking. They were down there getting it in. Yeah. yeah. On the treadmill. On the treadmill and nine-year-olds. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're going to have to tell your mom to skip over that. Yeah, fast word, fast word. No, I was an altar boy, too, and I, is, I went to an all-Catholic school, and it was like the thing you did. Yeah. You got out of school early because you had to do a mass. and then you Or could, they come in late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. And getting 20 bucks for a wedding on a Saturday, dude. Like. I yeah. put on this white fucking, it was, it's literally a Klansman coat. The only yeah. thing that's missing is the hood. Yeah. And, like, you walk around and I carried incense around. Like, that's really what it was. Yeah. Catholic yeah. shit. Yeah. But then the, you know, the uh, funeral home one was, yeah. well, I mean, that is, that, that, those are too niche. The, I, could, I could walk across all Philly and I probably couldn't find somebody who's worked at a funeral home. So you're saying you worked at a funeral home? No, answer? I never oh, okay. Okay. You're this is, yeah, yeah, this is as niche as it gets. Well, I think it was a transition from, uh, you know, being a sacristan yeah. because then I knew all the funeral guys. You know, and Philly is, uh, you know, as far as the funeral home community goes, we pretty, I don't know why we're getting into this, but um, it's pretty tight knit. Like, yeah. There's, there's like some big families. Like funeral. Three, oh, the, the yeah, they're all community. funeral home. Three, three yeah. big families, families or whatever. Yep. So I got tied into them and they're like, yo, they try to steal me from the church. They're like, yo, you need to come over with us. You know what I mean? And it was like kind of like Goodfellas. Like yeah, I worked the, the door at the, at the funerals and they just stuffed a hundred like, in my pocket. Like, oh, shit. Just keep coming back. Work the door. It was the it was, money. A funeral home is a dope place to probably do it. Though, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It was it was a wild experience. I mean, yeah. it was it was. That's a fucking Netflix show. Yeah, a funeral home that's really laundering money, like Ozarks meets fucking whatever, nine feet under. Yeah, um, yeah. that kind of shit. I think though, like a lot of the you know our our apparel and our messages have stoic undertones, and I think like a lot of the sketches and stuff I do, people bust my balls because of the skulls and stuff, and I get it. But it that stoicism I think came from my work at church as a sacristan, all the funerals that I had yeah, to work, yeah, yeah. and the funeral home. You know what I mean? And I it, it's, it's like, actual pieces of my childhood. I remember childhood. one funeral, I, like, legit, like, cried because the, the eulogy, like, really fucked uh, me dude, up. Don't even start. Like, you know, I'm an emotional guy. I got, like, a yeah, thousand yeah. stories about that, that type of shit. I was in, like, sixth grade, like, crying over this, like, person I didn't even know. Like, it, as it, an altar boy. Like the was altar it an open casket kind of thing or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they see, gave the eulogy. That's fair. That's fair game. You look at anyone in the flesh dead. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to know that. Yeah. Like, yeah. last week that dude was fucking up He's and walking kicking. around. And yeah, then his daughter's, so. like, telling this story. And yeah, oh, like, yeah. Oh. It's, dude, it's rough. I used to clean the funeral home um, and get it ready on Friday night for the viewings on Saturday. And what they used to do is, you know, they'll they'll make up. You know the 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 person, and the person will be in the room with me, and it's just me and that person. Ugh. And sometimes that person is my neighbor. Like I had a lot of older neighbors growing up that passed away while I worked there. Yeah. Oh wow. So like the dude down the street from me passed away, and I'm like you know vacuuming Friday night, and he's just he's, chilling, and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna sit here and talk to you for a little bit, man. You know what I mean? Like the funeral home thing's interesting because I think the best combination for an entrepreneur is you have to have empathy, but you have to have, also have fuck it. Yeah. You got to be somewhat of you got to be like this caring. You got to really care about the mission and the people, and you also have to be a fucking shark at times. Like uh -huh. it's this dichotomy kind of thing. Like a funeral home. Did you ever find yourself getting desensitized to death? 
did it like shock you as much or was it like because it's a normal part of everyday work you go in there and people are dying it's like if you're a nurse yeah I mean the way that my mind works I'm so curious and I'm kind of like a deep orders type dude that I didn't get desensitized it just made me more cure like it it made me more how can I word it I wanted to seize more of my own life okay let's put it that way yeah I mean, you I never really got desensitized. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. And, it, you know, it's one thing. Uh, it was very traumatizing. Like you were saying, you know, you cried at a funeral, open casket. You know, imagine if you saw that person getting embalmed. You know what I mean? That, that I saw that side of it, too. Like, I used to go on runs to, is like. Embalm the crematorium? Like, they, when you cremate them? Is that no, embalming is. Crem, crematorium is, like, they're going to hit the flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they, they and come out in a little bag. Embalming is actually, like, um, uh, running chemicals through their body to preserve it. Yeah, Got it. It's so it's a, it's a, and then they go in one a, of those little things. Like, do they go into a, and they yeah, stay in, do they still go under or they go into like a, uh, like one of those, yeah, mon- you're talking like a boxes. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, they can still go under okay. a casket. Yeah, it's a, it's a, like a draining and then a, well, everybody, I don't know if you have any funeral people listening. That's how they do the open casket. It doesn't matter. Right. This is too interesting. They, uh, they actually, you, the body gets drained and then the body gets repumped with basically things that will preserve, preserve it. it. Wow. Oh, yeah. shit. So there's a there's like a draining exercise and uh, you can't drain something that's flat. So like without getting into too much detail, like it's yeah. is is something for a fourteen, thirteen, fourteen year old to to say. That's yeah, I've always been interested in the business of that because I think about it like this like George. There was a George Carlin skit where it was like, do you know much of the United States is taken up by golf courses and fucking graveyards? Yeah. A ton, like a fuck ton. Well, I don't. I haven't. I don't know about you. I haven't seen any new businesses pop up that are funeral homes. At like, I don't know whether they're buying yeah. more land, but like, are we gonna run out of fucking places to put people? Like, at some point, are we gonna have to like double up? And you're like, Bro, well, listen, I tell everyone, burn me and put me in the ocean. I don't give a. F- I don't give yeah, a I got a joke. list, dude. I told my wife, I was like, I, I got like a little list. You're just gonna spread me all over the place. I told Amanda, you waste money on a fucking funeral for me. Yeah. I'm gonna be pissed. I want to be like yeah. shot out, like pushed out to sea on a raft, and have someone just yeah. hit it with that bow and arrow <laughs> like they did, and like, like the Vikings. Legit. You know how much, how much people spend on on Funerals, it's, yeah, like, it's like literally incredible. Like, that was actually one of when they were trying to steal me from from the church to work full time in the funeral home. They were like, "Look, like death, like you know, it's always going to be here. That's right. This is the best <laughs> business we'll, we'll to be. Always in. be in business. This man. is the best business to be in." I'm like, "You have a point, sir. Yeah, it's recession proof. Yeah, literally. Yeah, you've always got customers. And then you know, and what you did with product based marketing and all that, and I, who you are you the last one? You left last, right? You, you're done, or were you? you no, drop I left first. He you went first, and you went last. last. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And when you did that, when you come up, was there a ton of translation there? Or was it like, only because I saw how shitty they did it? I feel like I hear that all the time. Like, I was working in this sector. Like, yeah, I was working at Globo Gym. And I'm like, that's the fucking antithesis to how I'm going to do it. To be honest, there was a lot of good crossover because I learned the ins and outs of apparel and screen printing. So I knew how to do everything. Like... And that's where I got the relationships for certain suppliers and manufacturers. And I learned how like about cutting. So got I learned it. about screen I learned about embroidery. So I knew I could help Joey. Like I'd be like, yo, this is how we should do it. This is how we should embroider. This is how we should screen print. And realistically, like I, I love my time there. I was, I was just in sales. So like I was actually building apparel brands for other companies. Got it. At the time. And I was like, and so when Joey came to me with the idea, I was like, dude, like, I know exactly yeah. how to do this. Pastucci, he must, like, Sean Pastucci is a good buddy of mine. He must have hit me up fucking months after that podcast dropped. He, he just, like, randomly, he's like, bro, Fuel Hunt, is that, 
is that Joey and Drew like like, like and I guess you might have done shirts for Active Life or maybe his CrossFit gym back in the day. No, or I was doing shit. I was doing the apparel for Active okay, Life. Okay, that's like, what it was. It was like okay. tagged, it was like right yeah. package ready to go. And yeah, that's how yeah, I knew him. That's so funny, man. That's funny. That's that dude's a fucking trip. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get you guys on his podcast. That dude's a fucking trip. Yeah, dude. I love that dude. Uh, dude. I love that. I don't know anyone out of my like my professional inner circle of friends that loves to stir the fucking pot <laughs> and just get people fucking pissed I, off. I like told you on my my first phone call with him, he was just like, like I got he got referred to me or I referred to him and like. <laughs> I, I called him from the office the one day. I'm like, hey, he's like, Sean, this is Drew from like DAS, like about apparel, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what the fuck's up, dude? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, it typically it's a much more formal conversation. Yeah. Not with, but, not with the guy from uh, Long Beach, New York. Yeah. 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 That's funny shit. Well, so where we are now in this whole thing, talk to me. What's, what's the org chart look like? So I'm curious, what are the acting titles for you two guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of like the follower account thing. We yeah. don't give a fuck. Um, no, we're 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 rolling with co-founders okay. nowadays. And, All right. Like, yeah. how do you guys split the duties between the two? Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah, that's a good. So um, we do uh, run a very tight ship, and we run um, our company on EOS. Yep. If you're familiar. Oh, very much. For okay. Dude. So Gino Wickman. Gino Wickman, yeah, dude. Yeah. EOS Entrepreneurial Operating System. Exactly. I make everyone that fucking work with retraction. Wow. Really? Oh yeah, wow. I didn't know that. That's oh, good. Yeah. oh, 100%. That's okay. uh, that's, a, that's a game changer. Yeah, Mike uh Absolute game changer. Mike Jones, he's the founder of Alchemy 365 out in um, Minneapolis and he turned me on to that. Yep. And it just I mean that was like fucking in 2016 or 17 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm a I mean my background's in technology obviously, so I'm a process-driven thinker, so yeah. I like fuck with EOS heavy, but yep. nowadays when we did our accountability chart, it's any, you yep. know what that is, yeah, right? So, uh, Drew is in the sales and marketing seat and I'm in the creative seat. And then you have Brianna, which is my cousin Drew's sister in the operations seat. Got it. Uh, and then we have, you know, teams beneath us in all three of those departments, you know, for operations, for creative photography, illustration, warehouse op- operations, marketing. customer service, social media marketing, traffic buying. How big is the so, team, would you say? We're about, if you, if you want to count part-time, too. Yeah. And, and, and our and team of photographers, photographers yeah. 20 plus. 20. Nice. Yeah, 20. What, I mean, where was it when we did the first pod, that podcast in 2021? Four. <laughs> nah, I was nah, with five. photographers. Oh, okay, designer, five. About, about seven. Six, yeah. six or seven. <laughs> six or seven. Six. Uh, seven. Yeah, yeah. Still a lean team, but we were talking yeah. earlier before hitting record. Like, being lean, like, that is... Uh, lean I re- mean, bro. It is. And, and the other book, so Traction was probably the, the book that blew my mind. And the next book... And it was the last book, business-wise, that I think I, I don't want to let another book blow my mind because it'll make me do something else. Yeah. Is Company of One? This book by Paul Jarvis. This idea yeah. of not not necessarily having a company where it's just you, but like find the leanest you could run the business. Yep. And if that were to mean you could run it yourself and just essentially have a whatever, that's fine. But running it as lean as possible, the most efficient as possible, because yep. how much money is fucking wasted in bloated payroll? I mean, uh-huh. during COVID, so many gyms found that out. Like, they're like, I actually don't need to have nine classes a day because that yep. one class has a utilization rate of 22%. Yep. What the fuck am I paying someone for that for? Exactly. Just lean things out. You guys are obviously the majority, of the t- a lot of the team's family. Right. Yep. You guys have lots of cousins. Shit. Like this is like a big family. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. My, my mom's one of five. My dad's one of seven. Okay. No shit. And your grandparents like the fuck. So, <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Good for we, them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We have right. big, big family. Big family. Trees. That's that. Uh, that's yeah. that's fucking. I love that. In the beginning, was the family 
go, go, go? Or were they like, what the fuck are you doing? And now they're like, all right, all right, we were wrong. You, you, you fucking did it. Yeah, I mean, from, from my side, this isn't my first rodeo. So I had a, a business before um, Fuel Hunt. And my parents were always, like, very supportive. Okay. They weren't the type to be like, hey, you're going to kill it. Sure. But they didn't say, any, they, they didn't say that. You wouldn't kill it. I yeah. wouldn't kill it. They were just like. They were Sweden. They were neutral. I trust that you're going to figure this out. Yeah. And that's all I needed. So me leaving my career in technology uh, to be full, full-time fuel hunt was a, was a big leap, especially with, you know, a wife and two small yeah, children. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, 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 it was a big leap. But they were kind of, they were just like, I trust you're going to figure this out. And I'm like, I fucked that. Let's go. Yeah, as far as uh, like parents and, and of course family, like they were, my, they come from the cop and nurse mm-hmm. like way of doing things, like okay. a, a, a nice, good salary and a reliable. So your dad's a cop, mom's a nurse. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they even when I switched to sales in my old company, they were like not happy about that. That was a big fight actually. And then it's now you're commission based. Yeah. And, and no I ended up doing really well there. And then I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm, 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 but by that time, I'm, they're like, but you're doing so well. Like, why would you mess that up? And sure. It's not really like my thing anymore. Like I want to. I have a, a stronger calling. Yeah. And when we did it on the side, no one really took it seriously. Everyone was like, like okay, like Drew and Jerry are doing that thing. Like yeah. let them let them go do their entrepreneur thing. Like they, yeah, like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. like that, no one really believed in us. But then like we started getting traction. We started doing well. And then my I was like Brianna, like there's this other way of life. Like you don't have to go do X-ray tech mm-hmm. overnight. Like there's a way we can live and and live free and with purpose and passion and all you have to do is like sacrifice for this next year or two, and I promise you, we'll get there. And nowadays, and now we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. This is my sister. Like, thank God for her. Literally helped us get to where we are. So, oh my God, so without now. her, we couldn't have done it. What was her? What's her? What's her main role? Operations, Operations. Okay. now, but she like the organized one for you guys. Like yeah. stitches all the crazy shit together. Yeah, I would say she's so. like our guard dog too. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Yeah. When we first started. She was packing orders in my basement at like, at like three a.m. Yeah, yeah. two a.m. in come. a snowstorm. Yeah, like, uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get these fucking banners out. That's yeah. dope. You know what I mean? And one of our core values, with the the OS way, is whatever it takes, and like that's literally like embodied within her. Like, yep. She, we we got orders out in the fucking snow. Yeah, like, legit. Like when other when other brands are like, sorry, we'll get your order in five days. Like. So in all my branding courses, anytime I do a branding project for a client, we always, we start at core values, we go to core focus and we go to niche, right? Like we go right through it. For you guys, what what do you look at as like your core focus? And for everyone listening who hasn't heard me regurgitate this a gazillion fucking times on the podcast is your core focus is your why. It's why do you do the thing you do? It has to be bigger than money and it also should be industry agnostic, meaning when I hear it, I shouldn't know you're in the apparel world or you're in the fitness world because it's bigger than the actual end product or service you you create. Yep, restoring the dignity of hard work. I love it. That's what it is. Fucking love That's it. That's what it is. It's what it's always been. Yeah. And what it's going to stay. Yeah. You end the podcast there, I think. <laughs> it's yeah, just done. Cut it off. That, that, but I mean, that's that's one of the hardest parts I have with a client when we're trying to sit down. Even if I've had them retraction and they've mm-hmm. watched a ton of the EOS videos and all that, it's sitting down and thinking because everyone wants to be like, what I do is. The fitness yes. class or the T-shirt, like at Urban Movement, it was uh, to inspire movement, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you could take that in a couple different ways. But yep. it, it's it's so hard to come up with something that isn't exactly on the nose. The fucking thing you make, yeah, yeah. yeah you have to. I think you know most people. They have to kind of like when they go through that process, they kind of have to like unfuck themselves. Did you hire an EOS implementer, or did you guys just do it by we the do. book? We do you have did? an implementer. That's yeah. awesome. We do, See, and he's a beast. Yeah. I, I've got this close to doing it, and I think my own ego, like, I've, 
it might have taken us probably 17 collective hours to yeah. do everything on my I own. Mean, I mean, right. I'll be honest with you. Like, B was, you know, we use B's implementer, yeah, Pedro's yeah. implementer. Yeah. So he that, felt strongly about it. It was actually a condition. <laughs> that was a part of the deal. He's like, of yeah, us working we're together. They're going to we have to be on EOS. I, with yeah. an implementer. Because you, you never heard of it prior to Pedro's? I, I did I, not. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't for him, I would have done the same thing because I'm Dude. fucking rock-headed. I would have been like, we got this, Drew. Me and you, we got this. No offense. Yeah, but, oh, no. Say, well, yeah. so I was the same way because I'm like, you get it. I probably could have got it done. I mean, like, it probably it still takes even with an implementer. It's hours of conversations, oh, yeah. hours and hours. But my staff, when I was going from CrossFit South End to Urban, I'd sit Isaac and do Stano with there. I'm like, okay, we're literally just going to talk about the core values, give examples, how are we living them yeah. day to day, blah blah blah. Then we're going to trim it all down and do the whole fucking mm-hmm. process. All right, so restore the dignity of hard work is our core focus. What is the niche and and for operating definitions the niche is the thing you're going to do better than anyone else this is now where you can get specific into the shit that you do yeah high quality high apparel, quality apparel. Yeah. yeah yeah high quality and just like um inspiring movement yeah. high quality apparel high quality can mean different things right yeah. so not only the thread count but how it makes you feel when you wear it yeah. and what it does to your mind and it's so, so interesting i didn't get into the core values and i guess we can't but like it's like how you, when you distill it down to restore the dignity of hard work i have no idea what the fuck they do but that's why they do it mm-hmm. and then I get into what they're doing that niche which is high quality apparel at Urban it was Inspire Movement and then an awesome place to work out and get work done we had the coffee shop and the whole Wi-Fi lounge and all that yeah. kind of thing and it's like once you sit back and you have it and you kind of like see it on a whiteboard you're like man this makes so much sense like listening to it because I had heard people talk about EOS. I was like, man, jerk off. Like, I don't give a yeah. fuck. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get shit done. But taking the time to do nothing except yes. think and talk and think and talk and think and talk was by far one of the, the best things I did for Urban at the time. You come out of yeah. there with such a different sense of clarity about your business. You do. Yeah. You also come out of there with just mind melt. It, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. We just had a yeah. quarterly on, on Monday, you know, it was we did it virtually actually. Yeah. It was like, you know, 9 to 4, 9 to 5 or whatever, straight through, yep. um, just melting our minds. Yeah. But afterwards, we feel so good. I will say, though, you have to have the right people in the room. Yep. Because if you, if you have some dickheads in the room, yeah. you, it's impossible to go through, yes, egos. I said, Dickheads, same yeah. thing. Egos, same thing. It's not going to work. No, and you know the people you want in the room is is that leadership team, right? The yep. key, the key motherfuckers you're going to have. They're going to help you make the decisions. And yeah, that was that. I brought in like I brought in one of my like business branding men- marketing, you know mentors that I pay and I work with I brought him in I made him part of my leadership team even though it wasn't a formal part of the business mm-hmm. it just it's Smart. tough it is but yeah if anyone's listening to this you want to take one piece of advice at this fucking point into the podcast go get traction by Wickman Gino yep. fucking Wickman as an as a amazing book for anybody yep. all right so let's go ahead I want to jam a little bit about this D to C world that we live in now and it it's you know Shopify makes it easy to play um, what would you say right now? Someone's wanting to start something at DC. What is the hardest thing that is definitely the game changer? Is it getting the right quality material? Is it because if you if I fucking buy something and I can just tell you rip the fuck you rip the tags off the next level, you know, try blend. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. But like, if it, what is the number one thing that makes apparel high quality apparel? Is it the material? Is it the the printing? Is it the so I think. The one thing that makes anything high quality is the intention behind it. Yes. So that's nowadays, and that's something Joey taught me because I'm much younger than him, obviously. So that's one thing. What <laughs> is what is the age? Here? What? We're ten years of age. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're ten so years apart. How old? I'm thirty. 
Joe Sterno. Okay. I don't know how I I'm 39. I'm 39. He's so old. He can't keep track of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I learned from Joey that, like, I always wanted to do, 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 go, go, go. And I still, I, I mean, I am the faster moving one. Out of us we two. bounce. We bounce each other yeah, out. Yang. Yeah. When we started, I was like, let's like, post this. Let's do that. And Joe's like, dude, chill. Like, and, I, and I look back. I'm like, I say to him all the time, like, dude, if we fucking posted that, like, we would not be where we are now. Like, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for reeling me back in. But yeah. The intention behind anything you're doing. That's why I tell our employees, like, have intention first. Because if you don't have intention, you're not going to have a high quality anything. Yep. Yep. I think, you know, you were leading in with, like, is it the thread count? Is it this? Is it that? Yeah, yeah. And even before we hit record, we were talking about, you know, there's a lot of copying going on, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. What everyone is missing is the core focus. Yes. That's what the fuck yes. they're missing. Yeah. They're missing the intention. They're missing the purpose. I was just at uh, Vince Del Monte's event in Nashville. Uh, it was a for Fit Pros online coaching, um, and we were a power sponsor for him. When was uh, that? That was in April. Okay, dope. April, right? Uh, Vince was gracious enough to have me on stage for a little bit, so I got the opportunity to talk, you know, about what we're doing and our why. Yep. And I told him the first thing I said when I walked down on stage was, "There's a bunch of apparel out there in the hallway for you to buy, and please do buy it." Sure. But we're much more than an apparel com- company. That's the truth. You know, and I went into our core focus, our why. You know, after I got off stage, folks came up to me. Hey, I'm trying to get my apparel game off the ground, too, with my online coaching thing. It's just there's no traction. Is it my designs? Is it my thread count? Is my? And I gave them the same answer. It's your why. It's your core focus. It's your purpose. It's not, hey, buy this shirt just because you're you're coaching me. It's buy this shirt because it makes you feel this way. You link it to your results, the coaching results that I'm getting you. You know what I mean? It's funny because we didn't even necessarily start out to be an apparel brand we started out because we were me and joey and i felt the same way and we wanted to find more people like us bro before we were in drawers and closets we were in in our community members minds yeah we have to be we have to be in both of those places so instagram was getting big at the time we're like let's start this fucking instagram page and we'll call it fuel hunt so people know that if you want to do the work you can come do it with us and we were just posting random shit we thought about that we thought was hard-hitting yeah. And we didn't even, we made a shirt that was up for sale that we didn't sell many of. Without us starting that way, we wouldn't be where we are now. Yeah. yeah. We just wouldn't be. No. I, so I lucky for us, be. the purpose came before the it product. Did. The thing is, and I, this is where I want to challenge. So like, if I went to any of these guys, if I went to any of the Fuel Hunt similar concept models, direct to consumer, they claim they have community. I bet you if I had them on a podcast, I'm going to say the same fucking thing. Yep. Like. I, we take care of our community, whatever. At some point, there does need to be a ta- like an actual strategic thing that wins a battle. Not the war necessarily. The war is going to go on for as long as you're in business. But something that's going to allow you to pull away that they're not doing or they're not seeing. Yeah. And, and, and again, in, in the brick and mortar scene, I've, that's always been my thing is like, everyone says they got the best coaching. Everyone says they got yeah. the best community. Everyone's got the best programming. But, but... What is the thing that I'm going to be able to do that someone's like, that's a dumb fucking idea. That's never going to fucking work. And then, like, my pick a spot model, getting rid of the pull-up rig and making everyone just be in one fucking spot in 2019. And then 2020 hits and everyone's got to get fucking gaffer's tape on the ground and be in one goddamn spot. Uh And now there's a complete franchise models based on barbell strength and conditioning classes in a a spot. spot. Yeah, that you only saw in spin studios. That's the only place that existed in yoga. Do you guys think, is there like, is it, and is it something that's not customer facing? Is it like the way we're, is it like, is it a way of printing? Do you look at like, screen printing has been the same as it's always been. Is there a better, more efficient way to screen print? Like, is it something like that? 
I don't know on the apparel side, to be honest. I think, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's community. And you're right. You have some of these, you know, apparel brands on a show, your show like this. Yeah. And they'll say the same thing. We have a community. But what they do is they're confusing community and customers. Sure. Some of our community are our customers. But they're all our community. And we're focused on adding value to our community. And if we do that well, they will come. The They'll one buy. differentiator for us, too, that we've all, and I don't, maybe just forgot, but like that we've always said was our differentiator was daily attack plan. Yeah. And it's out there for our community to use that we don't really market or even take revenue from. But we always said we want to provide our community with tactical tools to go out there and attack every day and make every day their best day. And that's what daily attack plan is. When you, when you look, like you're saying, look around the corner. I don't see many. Now, I do see some apparel brands doing live events, which, sure. look, we, we're, we're baking that right now. Yep. It's only a matter of time. I don't see anybody out there with a, with a piece of technology that is a self-development platform. Yeah. And looking around the corner, aside from community, it's the self-development platform that sets us apart from a, you know, a lot of brands. Yeah. And for anyone who's not familiar with it, you know, Joey's background is in computer architecture, engineering, tech. Mm -hmm. you're, you're a fucking nerd by trade. Pretty that's, much. That's, yeah. yeah, pretty much. So pretty he, much. He created a really dope, and you, you know, it's essentially you go in and you can kind of set goals. You can set gratitude. You can set all this stuff and allows you to kind of, yeah, it allows you to monitor your own productivity every day. What percentage of your goals did you hit? And it's just a great thing that ties in. It's an actual tactic, a utility, yes. you know, app service that ties in with the actual apparel. Yep. It'd be like if fucking, uh, yeah, if like Nike, you know, and they do, so this is a tough example, but like if Nike had an app that fucking measured your fucking fitness with it yeah, as well, right? Yeah, like, yeah. which they do, but like it's on that scale though. But yeah. like for an independent, for a small business in this game, and I feel the apparel game, like when you say small business in the fitness industry, there's an, like a brick and mortar gym, there's an annual revenue number that takes you out of small business world. Yeah. That number is really fucking high in apparel that take you out of like this, yeah. the triple A's and to the fucking, you know, the major leagues. Yep. But you're right. I, I Like, that probably is it. Now, when you dropped it, we talked about it in 2021, and that you had, like, the second iteration of it that just had dropped, I think, then. Yep. Is that something that caught on... Like, if that could be your differentiator, has there... Why has, has there been enough? Like, are you still pushing that? Is it something that kind of falls to the wayside? No, I mean, we, we have a few thousand subscribers okay. um, that use it. We intentionally for this year put it on pause just so we could get the house right. And the it. house includes this house. This warehouse and in the upgrades. To do, all that, yeah. right. And then to scale, you know, our business and then also prepare for live events and things yep. like that. By the end of this year, we have a rock to uh, completely we rewire frame daily attack plan and re release a new version in 2023. And that's when we're going to start going hard on it. We had to take a step back, let it run as is for now. Having said that, though, in the next couple of weeks, we are releasing a Teams feature, okay. which is uh, the ability now for our community members that use it to create and join Teams within there. And it's an accountability system. Sure. It's a battle buddy, you know, the buddy system. It's like creating a group on Whoop. Exactly. Kind of scenario. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, it transcends just, you know, fitness. Obviously, we don't have any wearables that tie into it sure. just yet. You know what I mean? Or we're not tying, integrating any wear, wearables into it. When you talk about purpose, like we were talking about earlier, that's our differentiator. We want our community members to find purpose through vision building, yep. right? And then say, look, this is the person that I want to be, you know, for myself, for my family, whatever. And these are the steps I have to take on a daily basis to get there. 
yeah. you know, and have the support of the community, of the fuel hunt community, the few, to aid them in that journey. Did you guys see the kind of engagement with it that you wanted? Were, were, were subscribers and fans putting screenshots on their stories and doing all that kind of stuff? Were people getting into it as much? Because I'm sure you're able to go and look and see exactly how much people are, like how many times they're posting yeah. inside of the, the daily attack plan and all that. Yeah, yeah. We have a, um, you know, your data is your data yeah, privacy thing. Sure. So we actually scramble the okay. data like the goals and the actions. So it would be very sure not be able to see to their do. exact goal. But, but we like, do see the, the metrics of correct. like usage and things like that. What we, what we've learned is it's a tad bit too complicated. Got That's it. actually what we've learned. So the new version that's going to release in 2023 will actually be a bit simpler. Okay. So, you know, that's what we learned, but people do love it. They love it. Keeps them on track. Sure. You know what I mean? And the power of it is in community. I almost so like, so. It, are you now posting the handwritten notes? Yeah. Is that you? Okay. Yeah. Like part of me was like, so I, I saw that. And as soon as I saw your Instagram post and that handwriting is great, by the way, I was like, I was like, is that, is that fucking, is that digitized? Is that, is that fucking real? How many times do you have to practice writing up because you there's fuck a up stack or of spell shit wrong? Note. There's <laughs> a stack of post notes that don't, get, don't make the picture. And how do I spell this? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I saw that. I was like, fuck, the Daily Attack Plan, maybe like their members, it's a fucking dope moleskin. Like, yeah. it's an actual fucking tactical fucking book, you know? That was always a challenge for us, though, because it's a tech uh, piece of software. Sure. But then we're like, oh, we do want to pair it with a, a, journal. a, 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 a journal. A journal, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a nice moleskin kind of product, yeah. Yeah, one, uh, I have a rock to to write a manual for Daily Attack yeah. Plan, right? So, you know, I got the manual written, and I'm like, man, a journal would be really nice. I'm a yeah. pen and paper guy. Yeah, same. But honestly, like, if you look around the corner, we need something that will disrupt people's habits consuming on their phone. Yeah. And we have to compete with that. So we need something that's going to scream at them on their phone while they're on their phone. Which so my, my biggest thing when I'm trying to play that look around the corner, Nostradamus kind of thing, it's always like, where is everyone going? Okay, go the other direction. That's what Whoop did. That blue Whoop yeah. was like glass screen, glass screen, glass screen, Garmin, Fitbit, Apple Watch, but no screen. Yep. Like, what do you mean no screen? Yep. And it's going to be dirt cheap to make. We're going to give it to them free and charge them for the fucking sub. Like, the subscription Current is revenue. the money. Yeah, that's yep. it. Like, but if you would have came up, like, Apple Watch is within five years of the Apple Watch. You said one of their biggest competitors is not going to have <laughs> any analytics. So, you know, I, I'm doing, I, I do open gym at the gym I go to, and I watch a bunch of the kids in the class, and they've all got their fucking phone up against the rig so they could see their strain score and their heart rate and all that. Because, yeah. you know, you can't see it on this. But they still do it. They get yeah. magnetic phone cases that they can put right yeah. on the rig, right just, on the rig. So, just so they can fucking see that score. And it's like it doesn't bother them in the least. And that's the genius of that fucking company. Yeah. Willamette's an absolute beast. Dude. Yeah. I, I literally, we, so I went past their headquarters in Boston when I was there. And I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a cool, I mean, I don't know, it's an okay little office. And they went around the corner and they have like the entire fucking, yeah, I mean, they've yeah. got this whoop sign on this building down by Fenway yeah. that is fucking enormous. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's the whole building. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're doing it right. Yeah. They're, he's, he's doing it right. You know, I've never met him. Don't know him personally, but from what I can see. Um, from his movements on social, sure. seems like he's really doing it right. And hats off to him. Congratulations. I mean, this thing changed my fitness. Yeah, you know when I got life. it. Yeah, so. what do you when you guys look at your whoop shit? So I did it. Uh, I, I think I did it for like five, six months. What's the score? Is it the straight? Is it the sleep? What is it? The, the recovery? I mean, it, what, what's the thing you enjoy the most about it? All recovery for me. I yeah, used to, all I used to, once you first get it, you're like strain, strain, strain. But yeah, then yeah. like you yeah. start to use utilize it as an actual tool to be a healthier individual. Sure. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> my, girl, my girl was like, 
no, nah, I don't want you to have one of those. Like, I'd go out and fucking tie one on and have way too many whiskeys or whatever yeah. to wake up, and I'm all green. Like, yeah. I'm fully recovered. Yeah. And she, I'd be like, look, I'm the, I'm the fucking man. Yeah. And she's like, God damn it. Um, it's interesting, you guys in fitness – because yeah. you're obviously, when we, we, we got on that call the other day, were you in the middle of working out outside or some shit? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. get on a call, and when they're outside, and I was like, I, it fucking looks like Drew's just fucking working out. He's like, just getting it in. Yeah. But, but um, if I had to pick a genre of fitness that really has resonated with you guys, it's been MMA. Yeah. Now, was that intentional? Did it just go by the wayside? Because, I mean, like, literally, there's a fuel hunt, insert your sport, shirt and kind of you see yep. some media around it and all that why do you think mma resonated with this i think uh you know first and foremost mma if i mean if you open it up so bjj mma whatever yeah those girls and guys are some of the hardest workers <laughs> you will ever find especially those competing at the pro level and that's nothing against those that are competing at like an amateur level yeah. it is fucking intense so hard work is their language but um, the other thing that we found resonated with them was just our messaging like our messaging of getting up every day the first fight that you have to fight is the fight with yourself before you fucking fight anybody else you're fighting yourself out of bed you know what I mean or trying to convince yourself that you've got it that day to go to you know get choked out or get your face fucking yep. punched in so again it was like our core messages and then the hard work thing it just it just brought him in. We just there was just traction there, natural affinity. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, Joey and I didn't. Joey and I both didn't train jujitsu until our fighter friends now through the business were like, "Yeah, you guys yeah. are." Oh, you guys both. Stuff. You guys both do Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah, 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 it's now dope. Everyone I fucking talk to an interview, fucking Kalipa, fucking everybody, just fucking does it. And I, yeah, I, I look at it. I'm afraid. Like it's one of those things where, like, I think I'd really get into it. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know if I could put another fucking thing on my plate. Yeah, that's the, the challenge is going 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By a guy that's been doing it for 10 years. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go at lunch. Uh, Where do you guys go? I go to Semper Fi MMA in Northeast. Semper. I'm at Martinez, BJJ in okay. Northeast. Um, so I'll go at lunch, you know what I mean? And then I'll go back at night at 7, 30, 8 o'clock for a private, you know what I mean? Yeah. Two, three hours you know, twice a week, no three joke. times a week. Of it. no it's, joke. I think, it's intense. I think jiu-jitsu and MMA really resonated with the fuel hunt mindset because there's no other sport where it resonates with such a deep, dark journey. Like, you have to show up every day and suck and suck and yeah. suck and suck until eventually you have little little shines of light that are like, oh, you're getting, you're getting pretty good at this, sure. and then you're back to sucking. And every day, like, showing up and sucking isn't like, uh, I, well... I don't want to offend anybody, but it's, it's a okay. very... That's okay. It's for this podcast, they're used to it. Good, good point, brother. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very intense form of sucking because you're getting your shit fucking beat in. Yeah. Or you're getting choked out or you're getting... I don't do... I've never rolled, right? I've never done it. But I had a guy tell me, he's like, man, but it's kind of like I golf. I'm like, bro, if you can have fucking a fifth of Captain Morgan's while you're doing it on the course today and yeah. you, you had a bad yeah. day, but you hung out with your buddies and you shot the shit and you were away from your wife or kids for fucking six hours yeah. versus like this, yeah, like this... this? This is showing up, and you have another woman or man yeah. that is literally trying to kill you. Sure, right? 
I it think is, it's like getting in a street fight yeah. every fucking day. I go. think the one word that separates is suffering. Like, suffering. And that's, that's the few on lifestyle is all about. Yeah. Yeah. I started that blog on Instagram that respect the tempo thing. Right. And so i get so many DMS from guys that are doing tempo work that are doing MMA to like, there's no fast movements like in CrossFit and MMA. There's like one and then it's tension. It's fucking yep. holding. It's like, tension, it's yeah. like squeezing a fucking curl and holding that fucking thing for a minute and a half. Yep. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, oh my God, I never really thought about it. That is so accurate. Yeah, I was absolutely. just telling Joe before you got here that I actually just hired a new coach and I'm actually doing tempo training. Yeah, dude. Dude. Yeah. I, I, it's so funny. Like, you guys getting when, – when did you get into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Last year. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, when I, quote-unquote, semi-retired or whatever, that was the that's the first time I, like, I finally fell back in love with fitness. And my – my entrepreneurial skills and what I do with WTF and now the gym real estate company, I feel I am so much fucking sharper now working out. If I, back in the day when I owned the gyms, if I worked out three days a week, that was a good week. Part of me is like, man, what could I have done if I would have, if I would have had the foresight to keep suffering and fitness oh. and all that still fun for me. But it is like what, you know, the shoemaker shoes, right? Yep. Like mm -hmm. it, it is, it's fucking hard when you're in it. And every time you take a class or you're working out, you're just thinking of, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be making this better for somebody else. Yep. And it's that, you know, kind of the thing I think a lot of entrepreneurs get if they were a hobbyist in something and that they turn into a career. Sure. If you really Absolutely. love coffee and you open up a fucking coffee shop and now you're a barista, you pr it's probably tough for you to enjoy it. Every cup of coffee sucks. Like, I can make yeah. that better. Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. It's exactly. Tough. What um, I want to talk just a little bit more about this, I, and the, just in the fitness in general and all that. So obviously, a lot of fitness fucks with your guys' apparel, MMA especially. Has there been a sector that has popped up that you've seen like, oh man, I didn't even, like. I know you don't have fuel hunt fly fishing fucking shirts, but like, has there <laughs> been like a, a hobby or an area that you're like, I never even really thought that they would ever fuck with our stuff. <sighs> There's a lot of them. What what can I? Uh, like I'm not gonna lie. When I see the I saw running is was a recent ad, a, re, yeah, a recent edition yeah. there. And I guess yeah. When I think of there's a guy named Nick Barr or Nick Bear, yep. you know, Bear, right, yeah. yeah. Yep. And he like that dude. When I think of like a bad at like earn those fucking miles, yeah. right? Like that's the kind yep. of I think of that dude. Yeah. We get requests a lot. Like, yeah, we get a lot yeah, of like, requests. Like if you want rugby, like, like curling, if you want uh, curling. Oh shit! I just don't think we're selling. Enough of those to, to yeah, put yeah. the production. To justify it. Yeah. yeah, to justify it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it, but it's interesting to see, you know, Rock, you know, that Fly Solo documentary comes out. Are they Free Solo? Not Fly Solo. Free Solo, the, you know, mm -hmm. that came out of rock climbing got super huge. I mean, the amount of rock climbing facilities have opened up. Yep. There's a lot of, like, niche sports, I think, that are going to come of age and still get popular. Even, like, again, going to MMA. It's still grossly not popular compared yep. to it's, mainstream yep. fitness exactly. methodologies. Yep. Exactly. I think that's honestly like if someone's like, man, what sector of the fitness industry should I invest in? I'm like, that one. Like anything yep. that is mis mixed martial arts, if you could do it differently than the way everyone else is doing it, then yes, I think you have an angle. Yep. I think yeah, that's like, something to do. For sure. Like, right now, it's like kind of like a hole in the wall thing. Yes. Like if you kind of like streamlined it and made it like a, a legit business, it could yeah. be really. Yeah, legit. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. it's it's super interesting. From an apparel standpoint, performance has gotten into it. So there's only two hats in the world. I, I've never worked out in a hat in my life. Only two hats in the world I will work out in. And one of them is yours. And the other one is Melon. Okay. And I look at the quality of the two hats and it's just not like, you know, so I got two, I got one that I wear out and I've got ones that I work out in. Right. So how much is performance threads? Like, again, like Lulu did the technical fabric thing really well, really well branded. Do you see if everyone's doing fitness, there is the difference between working out in something like a performance based hat or performance based shirt, then 
something tri-blend and stuff like that. Are you yeah. guys seeing, since so many people are sweating in your shit, that the cost of materials and the kind of bouginess of the materials are going to have to start kind of competing with athleisure, at least enter that sector a little? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna have to get there. We have a really nice balance with our apparel, yeah. where you can train in it, yep. and then you can wear it on the street. Sure, you can yep. wear it night out. And we've we've intentionally kept that balance, but we are starting to go harder into Ooh. performance. And this is, you know, the hats yeah. are one of the first things. And being transparent, like the past few months, six months, probably we've been like testing and sampling different performance fabrics and. Yep. Just haven't found the right one. Yeah. What, yeah. And it, why is that barrier so high? Because so every gym, when they're wanting to do retail, first thing they ask me is, Stu, I want to get something kind of like Roan, Lulu, fucking 10,000, whatever. Where can I get it? And, like, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, unless you go buy a fucking bunch of those at wholesale or cheaper costs and just put your own shit on it. But, like, yeah. but there's also a reason there's not a lot of screen printing on these, right? Yeah. It doesn't, mm-hmm. this, I'm assuming this material doesn't go well when you Exactly. When you there's a lot it. of additives that have to be put into, like, every, when I was back in the industry, like, literally everyone was like, if I provide you Lulu, will you Would screen you, print on it? Yeah. And I was like, no, but I will. I'll be embroidered on it. Got it. Yeah. So what is the big barrier to entry there for, like, a company like yours or any direct-to-consumer? Why is that such a jump for you guys? Why isn't it like, oh, yeah, we turn that on next month? The issue in my eyes is the fact, like, there's so many options as far as what type of, like, cone polyester, rings on polyester, like, 100% poly, poly cotton, poly rayon. And it's, like, Spandex, whatever, all of yeah. these come across our, yeah. decks, our desk, and we have tr- sampled them and tried them on that haven't been right. What so. is, when something's not right for you, like, what's, like, what is a big common flaw characteristic you find when you're testing out, perf- like, athleisure? The 100% polyester just has never been it for us because it's very sticky. Sure. Like, a hot, like when, you're, when you're sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, like, pull, pull yeah, it off like, you. I imagine that's not 100% polyester. It's probably a, a yeah. blend. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But, um... Just how it feels when you start sweating, really, for the weight performance. Of the, weight of the fabric, yeah. breathability. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get the fabrics. We'll feel them. Like, before they're even a garment, like, we have the fabrics on a roll, and we're like, sometimes we're like, we, we can't fuck with this. This, yeah. is, this isn't us. Then we'll get garments. You know, we'll actually make garments of it. Then we'll test the garments. We'll give them to our ambassadors and our athletes to test yeah. them. So Like this one specifically, like, got this and we're already making like 10 changes to it so like yeah it takes like so many yeah. steps before it even yeah. comes to market yeah. what, where do you like who's doing athleisure you think exceptionally well that you you know in that space i mean there's only a handful of players really kind of at the top of that mountain peak right i mean it's, yeah it's athleta and fabletics and roan and shit like that like is there anyone that you've been like okay in that line like we're not in we're, that's not us but like we think they're doing that well lulu is Literally taking like everyone that I talk to is like, oh, I need Lulu leggings. Sure, yeah. and I'm like, it's they've literally identified their brand as the highest quality sure. leggings and athleisure apparel yeah. out there. Like, mm-hmm. Lululemon is synonymous with great athleisure apparel. Yeah, yep. and that's amazing in itself. If you ever, if you've ever done a lot of research on Chip Wilson. And like his role as like the founder yeah. and all that. Yeah. There's a book called Black Stretchy Pants. So he, he got kicked the board. Oh, he gets right. kicked off the board because he goes on. I believe it was CNN, and they brought up they're like, hey, so there's been a lot of customer service quality control complaints on your on your leggings for women because they they're pilling, mm-hmm. right? So in pilling, if everyone knows, it's like, you know the it kind of rolls up in a little ball, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He goes, yeah, it's because a lot of women who should be wearing in a large are getting medium, so they look thinner. Maybe they wow. should go back to a large. So he says, and he's not wrong. 
Like yeah. if you stretch that shit out, it's gonna, gonna pill. But yeah, but that that was a big uh, a public no no, and they spanked him and they kind of kicked him off the. You know, he he left. He's doing some other stuff now. Yeah, it just it's it, there's a book, Black Stretchy Pants, where he talks about everything from designing Lulu up in Vancouver in Canada at that yeah. surf shop and in the yoga studio to to all the business issues they ran through. I think you guys would dig yeah, that book, actually, Black Stretchy that up. Black Stretchy Pants. Pick that up. It's fucking dope. Yeah. Okay, you guys have to sit back and you look at who's buying my shit. And the people who buy your shit are buying it because they're engaging in hard work. Like, you don't have fuel hunt entrepreneurs. So you're not you're not as worried from like, okay, like some of these people probably own businesses, but most of them are actually engaged in physical hard labor. Mm-hmm. How much are you paying attention to the fitness scene and what's going on and what's popping? Besides your own personal interest, but like, are you keeping an eye on like boutique versus uh, like, you know, like the things that are happening in the space? Yeah, it's funny when we started this, my mind always went to entrepreneurs. Like I was like, oh, entrepreneurs will get this. Like this is the entrepreneur mindset. Yep. But it seems as though fitness is a, a common ground for all of us because a lot of entrepreneurs are starting their day in the gym. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I think fitness and entrepreneurialism like cross paths within the female community. So um, is that a goal then when you make your messages? It needs to be agnostic, just kind of like the core focus so that either an entrepreneur who yeah. doesn't really, he, he rock climbs and he goes surfing and he does CrossFit and the CrossFitter who only does CrossFit could pick up that shirt that says luck favors hard workers and run with it. Yeah. I mean, we, we actually, this year, we've had a, a mini explosion of B2B business. You know what I mean? Where yeah. we're doing a lot of work with business owners in the community. We're doing apparel for them. Not just... For, you like, know. their uniforms and the shit that people wear in the oh, store? Yeah. Or yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. And, construction yep. companies, co- companies, and, like, oh, they've, no re- shit. Yep. they've yep. reached out to us. And, like, we didn't, we weren't, like, how, how are we going to sell these people? Yeah, yeah. We were, we were just doing our thing, providing value, making high-quality products, and they started reaching out to us. So, with these, like, even Fuel Hunt shirts that just have their stuff on it? Mm-hmm. And it, it's... Some of them, we actually, like, we have, like, a little branding studio now. If they're interested, we'll yeah. take their existing brand, and then they'll literally say to us, we want the Fuel Hunt version of our brand. Like, we want the Fuel Hunt spin on our brand. So how far do you go with that? Like, you're this is going to hit, and you're going to have fucking 75 DMs that day from gym owners asking, like, oh, can I get in on that? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, where's the limit on that? Because that's a big, I mean, that's that's a separate business in and of itself. Drew, uh, just email Drew, Drew at <laughs> Fuel schedule a And we'll schedule a call. <laughs> no, we, you know, we, we have some options. Like, we've worked with a bunch of boxes where we've just done, like, you know, well, I guess would be a traditional, like, licensing deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Where it's, um, you know, their branding and then our branding on the sleeve, just something co-branded. Yeah. But this little explosion we've had has been super cool, and it's been branding exercises yeah. where people come to us and they're like, we fuck with your messages. Yep. Like, it resonates so much with me. Here's our brand. Put your spin on our brand. Yeah. And then that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's super. That's really interesting. I honestly had no idea uh, that you guys had gone down that route. I figured the request had always come in, yep. but I didn't know whether that would feel like a deviation from what we do, right? Like to go to you, like, okay, your gym with 125 members, is this really worth my time? How much, you know, is it? Because, well, I guess if you're just doing a license, it's just an, are you making and paying like an annual fee to use that? Or is it a per, is it just per order? Per, per, per order. order. Per order. Per order, yep. And we had to flex our entrepreneurial discipline too. Like we were like, oh, like, should we do this? But then we felt like we were like letting the people these down. Are com- these are community members yeah. that come to us. These aren't just yeah, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. somebody else. They're, you know, they live and breathe a few on ethos. From, from so. a business perspective though, again, like your community is huge. If you get hundreds of gyms, and that's not an unrealistic well, number. Well, we have, we have gyms, schools, 
physical therapy. So it's the light construction it, businesses, but the licensing no is only on the products they purchase yeah. versus like most like the way like, like Disney's a license. Yep. If I want to, if I'm a fucking owner store and I want to have fucking Mickey Mouse on my widgets, I have to pay an annual fee just to use it. And then I'm also paying for you to screen print yeah. on a fucking cup. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not doing that. No. Like, yeah, now nah, we're just doing an order got order it, base right now. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. ideally, no one takes the design and puts it on some like a random. Sure, sure. We're in complete blank. control. Yeah, 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 yeah we're yeah, in yeah. complete control. Yeah. yeah, we're in complete control. That's, but it's it's been a driver, a significant driver of our growth this year. I want to keep playing like this short list, like the business idea. Well, the other thing I'm curious, and have you ever fucked with? So the subscription box apparel thing is also a fucking thing, right? The birch yeah. box of apparel, you get some swag, whatever the fuck it is. You partner with a couple of Bedros's other brands. Everyone throws a little bunch of bullshit in a box. And for yep. essentially, if a shirt costs 40 bucks on the site, I pay 40 bucks a month and I'm getting a guarantee to get a cool shirt yeah. and some other bullshit. Has that ever crossed your desk to do? It has. It's, yeah. It's in the works for the next year or two. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But I we've, feel in, like we've intentionally decided not to focus on it right yeah, now, but yeah, it yeah. is on the list. Because that would be a, a whole other business. And it's like, yes, it's correct. Like yeah. A gains box, literally the yes. whole business off of it. But another former customer of mine. But I think our idea behind it was the to have an exclusive, a few on exclusive piece in it, right? Exclusive piece and then an all, actually an awesome experience, not an exper- an unboxing experience. Sure. Like a... a a, f- a physical, maybe in-person community sure. experience that is offered in that monthly box. Yeah. So again, like only you can come to it. Correct. So, but we need a commitment from the customer. You need them to be. It'd be have to be like a one-year contract, or they have yep. to pay. It'd have to be some oh, yeah. financial commitment up yep. front for them to be a part of this elite group. I feel like a lot of these. You know, I see there's one apparel uh, brand that is doing subscription box really well right now. Who's that? From uh, Lines Not Cheap rolled out. Oh a subscription yeah, yeah, box. yeah, yeah. And um, they What's went his into fucking name. Um, Sean Sean another another, yeah, another Sean beast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, another beast. And uh, he's got a uh, collectible card in there. You know what I mean? Which I thought was smart. And I'm sure he worked with Dan on that. Maybe that that's done well. I feel like, like the a collectible other, card, like not an NFT, like an actual like an physical actual card, physical, an actual yeah, physical, physical card. card yeah. yeah. Now it's I don't refreshing. know if he's doing a, a physical experience or an in-person experience with his box or whatever, but um, he's doing it really well. But all the other power brands I see doing it, they're going into it with well, we need recurring revenue. Yeah. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna, you know, throw this shitty. Yeah. You know, half designed shirt in the sure. box because we just got to fill the quotas. Just whatever's so left in runs. inventory. Yeah, and that's yeah. not us. Like, yeah. we do things, we go balls to the wall, we do it right. Yep. We've intentionally put it to the side. And if you want to talk recurring revenue, I mean, that's what Daily Attack Plan yeah. is. And Daily Attack Plan will impact more people's lives than a subscription box ever Correct. will. Even if we put fucking gold bo- bars in the subscription yeah. box, you know what I mean? It's Daily Attack Plan is going to impact more lives. Yeah. And Daily Attack, the thing that's different is a subscription box, if I take a photo of that and share it on Instagram, it shows the world, I pay for a thing and I got a thing. If I take a screenshot or I do something with the Daily Attack Plan, it shows the world, I'm getting shit done. Because that's like, when you look at Instagram, I kind of yeah. break it into a few categories. There's people showing off the shit they're doing. Like, that's a huge category, right? And there's like, you know, someone gets done with a workout and they take a photo of the sweat angel on the ground or they take the post-gym selfie or whatever. 
but this is definitely one of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, I think it's something that what could have really good virality and by beyond that utility for the actual individual. Yeah, exactly. And then like you know, if there's ever a way, like the one thing with like Whoop, right? The cool one. The one thing I think their app did great was the fucking having the groups. You can kind of see who's done what or whatever. Yeah. And I always wonder like, why haven't they rolled out a license model to the gyms so I could have an urban movement Whoop? I could get my colors on it, and I could have like a fucking little leaderboard just of my members. Well, they're, they're doing it now. Are they? they? Okay. Doing now B two B, I think. Well, I reached out like last year about the Fuwan X Whoop band, and they. they I think they're down, doing it so. now. I think a uh, big tech player okay. they're working with, and maybe two other companies. That's impressive. so they started doing B two B stuff. That's yeah. cool. I agree that Daily Attack Plan has great virality to it. it. The thing is, like you're talking about work being done, yeah, and that's there. But the other piece of it is, is like there was a precursor to all that work. All those actions that were checked off and gave me my score for the day, my attack score, the precursor was I set a compelling vision for my life yep. and for my family, and that's the piece that people are missing nowadays, right? Yeah. I was missing it. We yep. were just talking about this before we're, before you before, even got we're here. Before we were like, How much time I wasted in my life working hard, busting yeah. my fucking balls without a really clear vision of like, what my purpose was. Sure. So when you think like EOS and like VTO and yeah. like vision building days and stuff like that, like that's the most beneficial part of daily attack plan. Yeah. The actions after that, then you can, you know, you can flex and yep. you can post your thing yep. and everything yep. like yep. that. But I think people are going to say, wow, that person knows what they want out of life and they're working towards it. That's why I need daily attack plan. Yeah. There's like a different, and I want to talk to you guys about this. There's a difference between going out and to just chop a ton of wood versus mm-hmm. chopping a ton of wood to go build a log cabin, right? Mm-hmm. Or to make a fire, to do something with it. Yep. So <laughs> I think people saw my fascination with your brand and, and some of the content I created. And I had some gym owners who I think wanted some pats on the head and some people I was working with like, dude, Stu, I'm working fucking hard. And I was just working hard and working hard and working hard and working hard. And so with Micro Gym University in 20, when I revamped that in 2020, my I changed the tagline of Micro Gym University to don't just work hard, work smart. Because hard work will eventually no longer be the variable of success. The yeah. thing with an emerging market, let's say, let's take CrossFit as for an example, this warehouse gym that didn't exist. You had health clubs, globo gyms, you had like curves, which had like popped and was the fastest growing fitness franchise and it died really quick. Yeah. But, there really wasn't this micro gym thing. So CrossFit explodes and everyone's working hard because they're figuring it out. And when you don't know the market, you're figuring everything out. The internet, like yep. D2C on Instagram, you guys were still a part of that era that was fucking figuring it out how to do this. What kind of content works? What kind of traffic mm-hmm. buying works? So you had to work really, 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 really hard. Well, anyone who wants to start a D2C brand today or a CrossFit gym today, my, my premise is, it's not, yes, you have to fucking work hard, but it's working smart. You guys, my, me, anyone who started across the gym early, we kicked in the door and took all the bullets. We yep. figured it the fuck out. We had to work our dick off, and we did with the wrong work so many times. Yes, yes. Now, hard work becomes sophisticated over a long enough time, and now it's about, let's do this smarter. Let's do this smarter. I listened to the podcast with Bedros, and a lot of the stuff was talking about like how the convenience economy, you know, I can get that banana ripe or green or brown shipped to me the next day kind of scenario. Sure. And I'm curious, like, where do you guys see the line between working hard and working smart? Like, if I'm like, okay, I've got ladies that come and clean my house every week. Am I being lazy? Am I not yeah. working hard? Like, talk, where do you guys see that line? Yeah, that's, I think I, I actually wrote an email about this whole work, work hard, work smart thing. I think that nowadays you have to do both. You have to work hard and you have to work smart. I think the problem is that most people just want to work fucking smart. 
right? Yeah. They're like, like you said, somebody else kicked in the door. Somebody took all the, all the bullets from me. I can steal their manual. Yep. I can scrape their Instagram. I can steal their copy. You know what I mean? Sure. I can try to steal their emotion and get to the same place. And it, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. They have a better head start because we took the bullets, right? But they still have to do the hard work of defining their own vision. Yes. You know what I mean? Defining their own vision and the value that they're going to add to the world. You know, the value that these copycats are going to add to the world isn't restoring the dignity of hard work. That's our fucking value. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't, just, you can't just pick it up and say, yeah, hard work. We're going to do that thing, yeah. too. It's, yeah. it doesn't, it's not going to work, you know? So I think that you have to do both. It's working hard and working smart, both. I mean, that's why. Realistically, working smart is hard work because back to the intention thing, like, mm-hmm. if you don't have solid intention or thought behind what you're doing, you're not really working hard. It's like... Back in the day, you said to me, he's like, you can't spend all day in your inbox and say you, you work hard. You shuffle papers all day. You know what I mean? Like, but people will show up and they'll shuffle papers, or they'll hammer a nail, and they'll be like, oh, I worked hard today. But why did you do Why yeah. did you have yeah. It's a hamster wheel, man. It you is. know what I mean? It's a hamster wheel. Like, I, I, I can say that because I spent time on the wheel. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I had an absolute fucking blast. I always loved what I did, but it took me. I didn't figure out why I was doing it or what my purpose was until I was in my 30s. Yeah. And I was saying to Drew, I was like, man, that's fucking embarrassing, right, that I'm even saying that out loud, but not really. Because some people, their whole life eclipses and they don't realize why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. The intention, they, 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 don't, they don't get it. You know what I mean? And that shit is fucking hard. It is. It's and hard. So much, so much of what we're talking about here was like the inspiration when I did that, talking to myself, or I was just kind of talking in the gym, and I was talking about what you guys have to say and my thoughts on it. And it, it is. It's really a back and forth. So there's the first guys through the door that worked really, really fucking hard. Right? They take the bullets. Now, there's people that come in behind them, and they are going to work smarter than those guys so they don't take those bullets. But they will not stay untouched unless they – because if they just do what those guys did – you have to now work really hard on the new angle, what's around the corner yes. for the next thing. So it's constantly that back and forth. But yes, that idea of just like, oh, they had success with a blueprint. I can copy that template or blueprint, and it's going to yeah. be just gravy, baby, is not it, bro. You're going to have to reinvent it. Because the second those guys get that got hit with the bullets get up, they know this better than you, oh, bro. Yeah. They already wrote the fucking playbook. And plus, they got all the holes. Yes. Like, right? So they're, they're twice as fucking resilient. 100%. Yeah. So while you're sitting there saying, what can I copy? You never been punched smart, in the mouth. These guys, right. These guys are going to fucking grind right by. They're yeah. going to knuckle drag right by you, dude. dude like, dude. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the way it's going to work. It, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's wild, man. Like, you know, what you, what you see on social nowadays. I think what it comes down to is, like, Nobody has it figured all the fuck out. Sure. Right? So guys took the bullets. You can work smart. You can get here. But then you got to figure it the fuck out again. again. And figuring it out requires hard work. So it's cyclical. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. I put an and in there. It's not work smart. We have hoodies that say work harder. If I had a fucking nickel, that probably makes me sound old. That's yeah. like something like my <laughs> If I had a nickel for every time. If I had a fucking nickel. Yeah. If I had a Ten dollar. If I had a ten dollar bill, I don't know. If I had five Bitcoin for every right. time, yeah. I there you go. All right, now you're, I actually have crypto. I should. Do. But people stop me on the street and they're like, "You know, it's about working smarter." Yeah. And I'm like, ah, uh, to a point, not yeah, really. No, yeah. it's an end. Yeah, dude. It's exactly. An they go hand in hand. So the there's a company called Huck Cycles. It's where I got uh, my electric bike is from there, and it's a old is a vet, and he made these electric motorcycles. They're bad. They're badass, dude. dude. I fucking, fucking love badass. it. I just I took it up there. I just got it all tweaked and tuned up, and they're one of their mottos like in the shop, fitfo. 
figure it the fuck out. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, I love it. Like, I was in there, so they do a build-a-bike day. You go in there, and you get a two techs, and you literally build your bike from the ground up. You oh, get there at sweet, 8 a.m., you're done at 6 p.m., and you, I, like, ride it back to Charlotte. It's fucking pimp. That's Yo, it's dope. It's dope. super cool. That people come in from all over the country, and they just get a truck or whatever, and they have it transported out, but they build it with their hands there with them. And that's their unique, right? That's There's fair. a lot of electric motorcycle and bike companies out there hitting the ground. Yep. I know Super 73, all these ones. They're the only ones that allow you to actually come on site and build. I like that shit. And it, like, I did an entire video on like why their customer experience, it just inspired the shit out of me. But I, but one of the pieces of that video was like, I kept hearing everyone say Fitfo, Fitfo, Fitfo. And it took me a second. And it's like, that is such a good fucking like rule. Can't figure it out. Rule one, figure it the fuck out. Yeah. There is no rule two. Yep. Yeah, the, pro- the problem with the with the work smarter crowd is that that FIFO doesn't exist. It's yeah. like there's another way to work smarter. Sure. And it doesn't. It's, and there is, but it's only by doing hard work yes. that you discover yeah, exactly. that smarter yeah. way. Exactly. Again, you have to get punched in the face a few times to find the smarter way to not get punched in the face. Yeah. But to think that you're going to walk through this thing unscathed, it, it's asinine. Do you guys ever feel, like I'm, I'm wa- I watch your Instagram like an eagle, and I'm like, is there ever a point where like I've run out of motivational shit to say? Do you guys ever run out of motivational <laughs> shit to say? Like, what does the... Because at some point, it's got to be a just someone's on the search for cool motivational shit. Or, like, do you guys do group think tanks where you just come up with in-house stuff and mix and match? I feel like, Joey, I do so much reading that it's, like... like yeah. Is that the like, biggest source of inspo? Like, literally reading and learning, like, and doing, right? Like, yep, we've, doing. we've got so much, so many wounds from bleeding for getting this mission to where it is. That we literally like, they're just our thoughts put out. On so, paper. do you, are you like, okay, so I picture you in your office, you in your office, and you're out, you're out here, here late at night, and you're working on something, and you say something out of anger and angst and exhaustion, yep. and then from across the room, Joey's like, bro, that's a bar. Let's get that on a yeah. fucking post that's ba- tomorrow. That's, basically, that's a bar. That's, that's, that's literally how it started. <laughs> that's how our company started, like literally on the phone, like driving home from our day job, we'd be talking, yep. and Joey's like, yeah, dude, like, Everybody wants to fucking eat. Yeah. And uh, I was like, what did you say, dude? And he's like, yeah. Everybody so wants to eat, but people hunt. Answer your question is no. You know what I mean? The, we, we'll never run out yeah, of yeah. Just today, we dropped our statement tees, which people have been uh, in the community have been asking for. They just want a super dope, go anywhere, do anything yeah. tea, right? With literally our a fucking post on it. subtle. Like, With yep, our post yep. on it, right? And we're like, oh, that would be dope, that would be dope. And they kept asking, and they kept asking. We listened. We dropped it today, but in the email, I, I mentioned that, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an unending or an infinite wellspring yeah. of, if you want to call them motivational quotes or, or thoughts, like thoughts from our brains, thoughts from our journey building fuel hunt, thoughts from, uh, you know, our childhood experiences. We're just we call them OGs, like yeah. wisdom from the the original gangsters in our life yeah. you know whether it be you know parents friends you know what i mean things like that yeah so i, I was brent referencing your brand like oh they post a bunch of motivational stuff i'm like i don't want to speak for them but my guess is motivation motivating you is not their intention Ooh, whatsoever no, 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 no. they're like at anything they want you like i think the best thing a brand can do is make you become inquisitive and say oh that's interesting let me what do you what, what do you mean urban movement like let me just be inquisitive just yep. get someone in curious about it i was like i bet you they just want you to be more self inward curiosity like have more of that like Absolutely. you hear something and be, think more like oh how does that make me feel? Why do I feel that way? Am I doing that thing? Yes. Could I be doing something different? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Making you more above. introspective. Making make more introspective. I think when I write those words, it's about empowerment for me. Like I want to, I want somebody to feel empowered, not necessarily all the time to go out and just crush and just do hard work. 
but empowered to question, question themselves, how they're living, what they believe. That takes courage yeah. because, you know, that, that's a hard thing to do, to step back and say, well, oh, wait a second, man, am I entitled as fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, are the people in my circle entitled as fuck? Yeah. And is, that, is that rubbing off on me? So you hit the nail on the head. Um, I have two daughters, as you know, and there's three things I want for them. And the first thing is curiosity. Curiosity, courage, confidence. I love it. First one is curiosity. You know what I mean? It's important. Yeah, it is. I, I'm just stereotyping here, but like, are, are most guys that are as analytical as you have to be in the tech engineering space, yeah. my experience with those guys is they're not as well-written and articulate as you are. Because I like, I, you write your newsletter, so I've got the cop, I've got the ghostwriter who writes the WTF Weekly Newsletter, but yeah. I, I type my shit to her, my drafts, like yeah. you type yours, like I just dot 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 running lines, just like constant flowing fucking yeah. thoughts. It's a story that builds on itself. Where does that come from? Yeah, I'm I'm an an anomaly, and to be honest, like I was a pretty good programmer and architect, and I loved it. I loved what I did, but the thing that made me like really dangerous in my space was that I was well rounded, that I could articulate ideas. You could you know put me in front of a board. I could speak. I could write well, and I could program. Like, I understood the stack. Like, I understood technology. So, it's always been in me. Like, when I was a kid, I wrote poems. I was a creative writer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it's always been in me, and I really enjoy writing. And I, the epiphany that I came to, which is crazy, I think I loved programming so much because it's writing. Yeah. Like it's writing fucking code. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just in a different language. Sure. You know what I mean? And that's the epiphany I came to, like, way late. And I was like, I'm a fucking writer. Like, yeah. And if, if you want to put that into a business context, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a copywriter. I'm a marketer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's, that's what I am. Yeah, I remember my grandfather always told me, he's like, listen, his nickname for me was Bud. He's like, Bud, listen, he, uh, after like the Budweiser commercials, uh, literally, he's like, there's only two things you need to take away from school. He's like, just be able to articulate, like, take the things that are up here. You have to be able to put them down on the paper. Yep. If you put it on the paper, you can then put them in the words, okay? Yep. But get the paper part first, be able to write, and then be able to do basic math because it's just problem solving. He's like, algebra and nothing else. Like, that's as far probably as you need to go yeah. in your problem solving skills, but like, you need to be able to problem solve, which is all mathematics is. Like, do those two things, fuck your history. No one cares about the War of 19, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. The, and it's true. The majority of the tech industry, and, you know, I don't want to stereotype, but the majority of the tech industry, especially, guys and gals that are really good at programming and architecture that's their thing yeah. and they're not really great like with people you know what I'm saying yeah. Oh, yeah. so like you mean Steve Jobs wasn't the nicest dude ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drew will tell you I'm, uh, yeah, I can get I can get Steve Jobs intense sometimes oh, yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. when you think going to on the motivational side and the rah-rah side that Fuel Hunt is Drew, and you think about your background in sales and all that stuff. Sales is so much. It's a me. For, it's it's like me commission, me commission. Fuck you, closed. Right? Fuck you. Yeah. Like like you got to care about the customer, but with commission, you're on to the fucking next one. You can't like really give too many fucks because you got to get on to the next one. Was the did you have that sharkiness? Like because I it, it, most guys who are good at commission jobs have got to have a little bit sharkiness to them in yeah. there. Not sleaziness, but but like and I, I just use the term sharky. Like I'm in, I'm out, I close, I'm on to the next one did you have that and if so does that get carried over to this at all to be honest like i did i had the hustle like you know what i mean like early on i, I read we were talking about this but i read rich dad poor dad at oh, like yeah. a young age I, yeah so i knew where i wanted to go in life but i didn't necessarily have my purpose figured out but i had the hustle that a lot of my colleagues didn't like they wanted 
they all wanted the the big office or the nice cars or they wanted to close big deals, but they didn't want to make a hundred calls a day, hundred fifty calls a day. Like, and that shit is necessary in sales. Like, you have to fucking see those little black boxes, pick them up, and yeah. start dialing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You have Gary to Glenn, fucking Gary, Glenn yeah. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Always be closing. Dude. Yeah, like you got and I, everywhere I went, everything I did, like I was like. I guess, so I guess I did the sharking is because everywhere, everywhere I went, everywhere like anytime I met anyone, yeah. I would be like, "Oh, like Pitching where do you shit. work?" Yeah, like and I would yeah. be. But I, I'll say though, you, you, it was always authentic, and there was pure intention and goodness behind it. Sure. Like I've been around a lot of sales dudes, um, so I get what you're saying yeah. with sharking is, and I've and I'm not just saying this because yeah. I love him because yeah. my cousin. I never, ever, ever saw Drew conduct himself that way, or ever got that vibe from him. It was always. Yes, obviously you're interested. You're gonna you're gonna say okay. Let's say let's let's network. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. But it was always pure intention behind it. Yes. Yeah. Because I literally am a giver first, and I knew. And this is a key to making it a business. You have to believe that your product is the best fucking product yeah. out there, or you're not gonna make it. 100%. So I truly believed in that industry that I was gonna serve you better than any fucking salesperson out there. Yeah. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do, what we do here is we know we have the best fucking quality product the best quality of service and the best quality of community. Yep. And that's what we fucking do every day. The other line besides eat chicken and run that I wrote really big down on my, my, my <laughs> iPad was, um, do we have a business? Or do we have a blog? Mm-hmm. Right. And that was, that was something I think Joey had said when you guys were conversing, when you, you were about a year into this thing and the blog was growing and you had the audience, but you only, you had the one, you had the one fucking shirt or a limited skew of products out. Yep. Where is that moment for you guys as you see and you're, you know, the people listening to this are on the other side, are, are joining you in this entrepreneurship journey, but there's a lot of guys that inaction is, is their current action. Like, they could make a move. I've got guys sitting, like, they're, like, at the edge of doing something different with the business that they, they're not sure if it would work, but they know it would be different. They know it would yep. make them stand out in the market, but they're scared to whether their own self-limiting beliefs, maybe it's because no one else has done it in the market, which is why I'm like, do that thing. Because yeah. that's very much like that moment. Like, what, yeah. what is this? We got a business where we belong. Do you have a, do you have a fucking, do you own a business or do you own a gym? Anyone could throw some equipment and some rubber on the floor and have a fucking, yeah. get their buddies to work out. Sure. That's true. Sure. I, I think, you know, what I would say to somebody that's, that's on that, that cusp is no matter how hard it gets, it's going to be okay in the end. You're going to bleed, but you're going to be better for it. And, you know, you have to take the leap if you want to actually do what you're meant to do on this earth, and that's be great. Yeah. I mean, I, re- I really think everybody has the capacity to do that, and it's you hit the nail on the head. It's their self-limiting beliefs that hold them back, and uh, that and just generally risk. People think that, you know, if I make a mistake and I fail at this, like, it's over. Like, my life's over. Like, it's going to get really fucking dark. And rock bottom has no bottom. Sure. You know what I mean? You know, everybody says, oh, I'm at rock bottom. When you're at rock bottom, you know, because there's no fucking bottom. Like, sure. it's just a fucking pit. And I understand it's scary, but on the other side of that is your your greatness. You're going to figure out your purpose. You're going to figure it, it out. It goes back to that figure the fuck out. Theory. Yeah. Like, when my wife and I always say, like, when we're making life moves or business moves, we're like, what do we, like, what do, we do if it fails? And like, we're going to figure the fuck out. That's what we yeah. always do. It's one of our best-selling tees that you see in gyms or boxes, whatever, um, Condition for Chaos. Yeah. That tagline was something that I felt in my life. I was like, look, you know, whatever juncture, crossroads I was at in my life, I knew if I made this move, there was the, a very good, <laughs> it was greater than 50%, that shit was going to get fucking chaotic. Yep. But I knew I needed to do it, so what did I do? I conditioned myself for it. 
that, you know what I mean? That's the shirt. So my girl sees your ads all the time, and she's like, that, that you need to get that fucking banner. Because I've got, like, so I've got my work table where I do all the podcasts and I shoot everything, and I've got your trust hard work flag, and it's on the ceiling there. But she's always like, it's let you love, like, she's like, you're always running everywhere. Like, literally, yeah. it's like everything's a fucking immersion. Like, you, but like, do you do that on purpose? Like, do you like it? And I always truly about, believe I did my best cooking when the kitchen was on fire. When things are calm Absolutely. and everything's good, 100%. I feel like I'm. Maybe, and again, it could just be my own, like, uh, you know, my own self-sabotaging. Like, I just, like, I like having the, I like my back up against a wall type scenario. I like running a little bit late. I like fucking the the, the stress of shit. Like, ah, the fucking, like, like, I like that shit. You you and I, man, we're kindred spirits, man. That that hits, dude. Yeah, Yeah. we're kindred spirits, man. Like, uh, I always thought that, you know, stress sharpened me more than anything else did. More than a... You know, a course more than a mentor, more than a coach, like stress sharpened me. Yeah. So I'm pretty high strung and, and I, I keep a heavy load on my back and I'm the same way. Like I'm running all the fucking time. Like yeah. I don't sit down. Like my yeah. wife says the same thing to me. She's just like, you need to just breathe for a second yeah. and like, calm down. And I'm like, no, this is like how I grow. Yeah. So, this is my operating system. Right. This is what I'm comfortable in. Right. So the chaos, like I love to be airdropped into chaos. Yep. And that was another thing that made me, you know, successful in my previous career because everybody was running. They were in CYA mode trying to cover their ass when shit went wrong. And I was like, bro, I got my parachute on. Airdrop me in that shit. Yeah. I'm going to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. What, and, but the thing about it, like selfishly uh, or selflessly at this point, I'm like, yeah, but that's tough to live with. Like oh, for, for, sure. for, for my girl, she loses me like, or my kid, like that's gotta be a tough thing. But at the same time, I don't know if it's right for me to change my operating system and how I do that. Like if that's truly how I just, my natural inclination is just to fall into that MO, you know, it's like I'm doing 15 cities in 12 weeks. It's mm-hmm. fuck. That's Damn. not like if I was my own assistant, I would have fired myself. Like, what are you doing, you yeah, dumb man. motherfucker? That is way. That's not. That's yeah. especially divorced, and I got my kid every other weekend. So it's really only two weekends out of a month I can fucking do yeah. something. And then the girl's like, "Well, what about me? You're traveling every other week. Like, yeah. it's why would you do that? And it's like I don't know. I think that's just how I like to exist. Is it? Should we change the way we exist? So if someone's listening to this and they rep and they love what you do, but maybe they're in an industry. They have a job or they have a partner or they have a life situation in which they have to then turn that off or act differently around that person is that good because you love the family and the partner and the wife or the whatever like where do we talk like where do we draw the line yeah that's that's a great question i think that it always i think that authenticity is always the right answer but i do think that like i can't be my level 10 joey with my daughter sure yeah like i gotta bring it down now they can see me at level 10 right and I think that that helps them understand that living with a sense of urgency and getting shit done and stuff is important, but I do have to downshift for them. So, yeah. you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a balance, but I think that balance can be had with you still living authentic, you know, yeah. in an authentic fashion. And you have to find the right partner. Like, you know, my wife lets me be me. Yep. Like, she gives me the space to be yeah. me, and she also checks my shit. Yep. Like, when I should be more metered, she checks my shit. But she lets me be me, and that's what you look for. So I can't give advice to somebody that's not in that situation, but I can tell you for a person that lives, that thrives in chaos, that's what I found, and it, it's working yeah. for me. Yeah. I think translating business to life, though, like having a clear goal in, in mind with, with your wife or your partner, like you guys got to know where you guys are going together. Sure. Like, and that might involve you being a crazy fuck. 
Yeah. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, at least you guys know you're rowing the boat. Like, you said to me, yeah, they're yeah. in the same direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's one thing. And that's why when you said it to me, I was like, fuck. Because I even did my marriage. At the end of every year, we sit down. We're like, yeah, where are we going next year? Yeah. yeah. You were right, though. With kid. Do, you, do you have kids yet? Yeah. Yeah, you okay. Central. Dude, is kids not the fucking thing that fucking just puts you like? So, my, my kid, Dude, we were just, we were just talking talking about this. About Dude, it. it's like the other day, my kid was saying something about something. She was she's on a, she went to Disney World with her mom, and she's on a Toy Story kick. I mean, she's yeah. watched like one through four sixteen times in my house. <laughs> but then she said something like, "So downstairs, we call it the studio, right? Like that's yeah. the whole yeah, area. Nice. yeah." And and like someone said something about, "Well, what's Daddy doing in the studio?" She goes, "Eats breakfast," and I'm like. Ah, oh, that's fucked. I should be up there eating breakfast with them. Like, yeah. but I'm down there because I can fucking edit and shove some fucking oatmeal yeah. eggs in my mouth. And it's like, but it's things like that that like I'm fully conscious that I'm eating my meals out there. It's not like, a, oh, am I? I didn't know where I was. I didn't yeah. have a fugue state. <laughs> but it's like, oh fuck, it's not until I hear it through yeah. there where I'm like, God. Damn, yeah, that's fucked. Great point. Kids check your shit, they too. They do. They, they check your shit. They fucking check it. Dude, it's, I feel like I'm raising my mom through sometimes. We were in a meeting with Mary the other day, and she was like, oh, I thought I was getting fired, like, jokingly. And my partner, my son, walks up to me, he goes, Dad, if she gets fired, I'll take her to <laughs> And I'm like, damn, dude. Like, yeah, you're yeah. Savage, yeah, he is. He's yeah. fucking savage. savage. <laughs> He's like, nah, you should have fired him months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, Philly's home base yeah. Philly is, you guys, it, there's simply a vibe of that whole thing there. Have you ever wanted to live anywhere else? Nope. Dude, that's the, that's the thing about Philly. Like, when you're born here, you, you yeah, want to stay nah, here. you want to stay here. I think if you, if you really, not as, uh, if you're born here and if, like, it really runs in your veins, yeah, you will yeah, not yeah. leave. Yeah. You, you, you can leave for a little bit. Yeah, you go back, back. You'll come back. You'll be back. And it's not, like, some, like, weird towny shit. Yeah. It's, like, what this city has. You don't find anywhere else. Yeah. Do you consider the burbs of Philly the same? No. <laughs> I, I'm like a, I'm a purist. Because you're in the city city. I'm a yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you cross my street, you're outside. Of, you're yeah, outside yeah, yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm a purist. I mean, like, I, I born and raised in the city. And then, like, you know, my parents, um, you know, we worked through the, you know, shitty neighborhood to nicer neighborhood to nicer neighborhood yeah, to nicer yeah, neighborhood. Same. Until eventually they got out to the suburbs. Got it. And that's when I was in college. And the first thing I did was move right Put back in the fucking here. New yeah, city. yeah. It's yeah, it's the culture, it's the energy, and so I'm gonna say I'm a city guy, and like I I remember where I got an Airbnb one time with my ex-wife, and in the city, and we were in Boston, and she's like, God, the fucking sirens and the cops, I'm like, I love it, it's yeah. fucking great, like I, I want that shit happening, like you, you take me out to the country, I'm like. I'm not sleeping a wink. I don't trust any of these fucking cows or any of the silence. I fuck yeah. don't trust any of this shit. You know what's funny? I think Joey and I are aligned in that. Like we'd rather live in the woods, but like for some reason Joey does love the streets of Philly. Oh, like, man. Streets of Philly, man. I have a, I have a cabin. Yeah, I know. Like you I go could, to the cabin instead of a sound like a white noise machine. Do you have like gunshots going off? Like sirens? I mean, we're sh- <laughs> we're shooting. I got chainsaws. Yeah. I got shit going. So it's all good. But yeah, I mean, I got that. Uh, just like my career, like I have that dichotomy yeah. where I really enjoy the outdoors, but I couldn't. I couldn't couldn't live there yeah you know what i mean i i just i just need to be in the city and you know i, I my buddies call me or my family calls me and they're like ah two blocks away like i got this corner bar uh like uh two blocks away from my house crazy fuck uh, about like a month ago came through just shot through the door there's a bunch of people in there just shot the door up shot the door up you know my family's calling me they're like my god like you know you walk by that with you know your kids and shit and i'm like yeah, no. yeah it's just 
I need to be here. I sure. Just, I, I, I need to, no matter what happens, no matter how crazy it gets. A- anywhere can be unsafe. It just, it takes, you know, you're allowed, is, it, is there concealed carry in, in PA? Like, you do uh, all that? Yeah, 100%. Uh, you stay strapped. I'm strapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, but we live in the city. It's yeah. it's the equivalent of, like, do you put a lock on your bike? Like, remember the fucking, the car club that would go the on club. steering wheels? Yeah, yeah the club, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's that same oh thing. God. Dude, I was just in Virginia. There's this brand called Xcal. Uh-huh. 90,000 square foot. I mean, the bougiest indoor shooting range I've ever been. I mean, Dude. like, when I say wow. bougie, it's like as if, if Apple were to create an indoor shooting Where's range. It's called X-Cal. It's X-Cal. In, right outside of Fairfax, Virginia. And so I was there visiting my uncle last weekend. So he takes me to this place. I just got, like, my dad used to take me, he took me hunting like one time. I think I told yeah. him last time on the podcast. Yep. But then I went with some buddies to go shooting, and I love accuracy sports. Like, I'm not a gun guy at all, but I love, like, cornhole, darts, pool, whatever. Sure. It's accuracy sport I'm in. So we go there. I'm like, oh, I could get fucking into this. So I go, and I buy a bunch. I get fucking in my, uh, my concealed carry. I join the fucking really nice new gun club this there. And it's just like. Oh, nice. So we go there, and we'll play, and loser buys the first round, right? Okay. Like, it's, it's all sport-based. But I go to this place, bro. I mean, it was, you can rent a suite for you and your boys, and you can shoot anything. They've got crossbows. They've got wow. your regular bows in. I mean, they've got everything. Talk about even even the ranges that do rentals yeah. are still old school mom and pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirt on the floor. Or an NRA no facility. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So what you're describing, oh, I fuck with heavy. When you're talking about like looking around the corner in an industry. You got to see the real. I mean, so it's 90,000 square feet on the bottom, and then it's a 90,000 square foot fitness facility on top. No way, really. And they That's have an insane. entire, they have a reaction That's room. That's dope. They train you on reaction where you have all this shit, yeah. and so your foot has to hit it, your hand has to hit this. Yep. And then I, I kid you not, there's a walk-in humidor probably about half the size of this room an entire cigar nice. lounge a full bar they know it's, their target market bro they know what's going I'm on i'm telling man. you it's x-cal uh, look, X-Cal. That look that shit up well, i'm like guardian training center around here where uh one of our social media guys used to work yeah yeah he, uh, they, they train you for like break-ins and, yeah. and shit like oh that. Yeah, yeah 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 like yeah. situational yeah. shit situational. yeah 100 yeah. 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 so i know and i want to go into the you okay? Fitness obviously fucks with you, but you already were involved in fitness with your wife's, you know, studio. And, and I'll be there tomorrow. Talk. We'll be hanging out and talking shop. But like, how did that? But did she have that first? Then you guys linked up. <laughs> this goes back to our condition for chaos thing. We started both businesses the same year. Got so it. So she actually quit her job and started that. Like, she came home one day. She was fucking. She's the happiest person. What was she doing? She X-ray tech re- recruiting. Okay. And she was fucking like literally like this goes back to your sense of purpose like. Seven six a.m. She would leave our front door, our our me and, me and my kid, and she would drive down to the city for take an hour, hour and a half. She would work for someone she hated all day. Get home at six seven p.m. We would eat dinner. I put the kid to bed every night over and over again. Bro, she, she was she was working. I mean, I was working in my neighborhood, and I would see her on Spring Garden sometimes, like on lunch when I was driving around. She's literally the happiest person in the world. Ever. She looked fucking miserable. Really, she, was she hated. Around. It. And I was yeah. like, Amanda, like I don't like. This is not you, dude. Like, we, we got to do something about this. And we so, how did how she land on fitness? Um, she we, we were all, we met at the gym, okay. at the Globo gym, and then uh, she was personal training got like, all throughout okay. college. So got we got it. that certification together. Yeah, and then we're like, let's test it. And she did a couple workouts in the park. But, like some friends came and like we're like, you know what? Let's just do it. Just and homegrown, yeah. We literally like sacrificed our whole life savings in the same year we started Fuel Hunt, but luckily Fuel Hunt. <laughs> We were part as business partners. Block first. Well, yeah, as business partners, is it like, whoa, whoa, whoa? We need to have a conversation because you're about to take on two things. Was it ever a concern? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, we're we're so like minded. Yeah. I knew that yeah, it was a, and everything was going to be. We right. had to do something. If anything, I was like, hey, man, how can I help you? Yeah, yeah. Joey was a huge mentor I mean, for us. Like, starting, like, we wouldn't have made it through COVID without Joey's advice. Like, yeah, 
because we I was like Joe, like we're making some money. Should we like, should we take a salary or what? And he was like, no, I'll just keep stacking the way if you Stack, don't have to. Bro, stack. And luckily, I was doing well in sales. Yep. I was supporting everything. And then COVID hit, and we literally our account went to zero. Yeah. And we had to use literally everything. Yep. My thing with fitness and COVID is it really, what it did is it, it just highlighted really high extenuating inefficiencies in the business. And like, yep. but COVID gave you a chance like to check that and be like, fuck, okay, I can fix this. I can fix it. Did you guys find you had opportunities to clean shit up during COVID? I, I actually, one of the people you mentioned a lot, I read a uh, gym launch by Alex Armosi. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, dude. I was like, man, you got to change this. You got to change this. You gotta yeah. Change yeah. This. And literally, it streamlined like so many efficiencies for us. We, so many. He's polarizing. I have had him, I've had him on the podcast twice. Yeah, he's and a beast. bro, he people hate him. I've got nothing. I I think he's great. I think you know that whole six week challenge thing was, you know, a kind of a kick in the dick to a lot of gyms. But hey, listen, I don't blame him for doing it. I blame the fucking owner yep. who like you know tried to think that he they could push a members on demand button and just fucking you know fl- yeah. fill their gym. Is there any like do the do the members there like do they fuck with you? Do they understand what's going on? Is yeah. do the two worlds collide? They're some of our biggest customers. Yeah, literally, like literally yeah. you part of the uniform involves if you want a t-shirt. Oh no, like, shit, that's dope. And that's just what it is. We've done a collaboration with them. Like those girls, fucking get it, dude. They yeah. they show up. They yeah. are ready to fucking work. Dude. Yeah, like and all a lot of our employees have come from there as well. Like we're we're just telling you that like the farm team, yep. like the feeder. We're like uh, primarily female based staff other yeah. than Joey and a couple yeah. Joey and I and a couple of warehouse guys and social media guys. Everyone else is female. female yeah. yeah. Yep. Do you find as guys that's so I've always so I grew up with women, right? Like Mom and dad got divorced early, he passed when I was young. Like it was Same. it was just always aunts, grandmas, Same. my mom, her friends, like all that shit. Same. Now I'm still a fucking douche. Like I'm still a dickheaded guy, right? Like I'm still that. That didn't like it's not like I came out of there with like loving to wear an apron and cook or like with over feminine traits, but like I do think I look at the world in a slightly different way than if I would have grown up with a traditional masculine, like a very strong male presence throughout my life. Do you find that? Hundred percent. Yeah, both of our moms are they get up like they're like best at the family parties. They're like yeah. really now. Do we think it's because moms have to like pick a little testosterone up, and moms got to start at like they got to tell you to shut the fuck up, grab eat yeah. chicken, and I run? I feel like strong women bring yeah. strong men. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, oh, for, for sure. My mom is is fiery, bro. My, yeah. my I'm 39. My my friends are still afraid of my mom. <laughs> They're friends that I've had Same. since high school. Yeah, still petrified of my yep. mom. So uh, strongest woman I know, and I agree. Strong women raise yeah. strong men. Because I think really, like, because you can grow up, I think because you get a little bit of uh, empathy, right? Like, you develop that as a male. You become a little, a little more protective. Like, mom, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I remember my mom, when she was recently divorced, I, like, had all these, like, I had a little, like, piggy bank. And she was, like, one night she was at the kitchen table, and, I, and she was definitely drinking and crying over probably paying bills or whatever. And I brought out all the shit in my piggy bank and set it on the table. Damn, like, here man. you go, mommy. Like, And, like, I think about that now, and I'm like... So you That's fucked a, her up even more. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah she starts crying even yeah. harder. Um, but I think about that now, and I'm like, as a father and a business owner, and I think about, like, where my flaws are... It's never really, I don't think it's really in the empathy, even though maybe people listen to this, whatever, my delivery's a little rough, I might be a little, you know, I come across a little aggressive, but I truly think I, I pin that to Susan and like the, you know, and growing up around all those women, because mm-hmm. I do feel women provide a, a 
different perspective than guys do. If it was like, again, like with my daughter, I know the perspective I provide is way less empathetic than her mom, yeah. but I still think mine's still probably more empathetic than yeah. like the version of me had I not had that primarily, primarily female experience growing up. Sure, for sure. I had the same type of experience. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Was dads in your lives? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not much. Kind of. But he passed away. Too, yeah. But um, like my sister had a better relationship with him than I did. Yeah. Like so my mom was kind of a single mother yep. for us. But my mom raised raised me primarily, and uh, it just came like when it was time for bills and stuff like how to be yeah. paid. Like that's yeah. when like he wasn't around. Yeah. Um, oh, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> God rest his soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get it. Um. But yeah, like I feel like the reason I have a strong man today is because of my mom. Yeah. So as you guys are literally like you guys are still considered, you know, if I'm sitting here looking at this from a business perspective, you're still in infancy stage, right? Like we're right. still we're still yeah. little toddlers walking around with fuel hunt diapers on kind of scenario. Yeah. Yep. Is there ever a day where you're like the thing that takes us to the next level is like we need to hire someone to take us to that next level or we like or is it like do you guys see this thing like it's just going to be too cuz there's a lot of guys that like I fucking got us here. And, like, one of the best companies I ever saw, like, do this was Opex, James Fitzgerald. Um, he owns Opex, a very popular fitness company. And he brought in a CEO, uh, a guy I really respect. And James was the founder of it. He's an OG. Like, he's fucking as revered in the fitness industry as a strength and conditioning coach as anyone could. Won the very first CrossFit Games. But he stepped aside and brought in a CEO because he's like, if I want to take this company to the next level, I'm not the guy to do it. Like, I, I did great getting us to here whatever the next level is for Fuel Hunt, is that something, again, you've only, you know, you haven't walked it yet, so you're building the airplane as you fly, but have you ever thought about bringing someone in who's, like, got that experience? I mean, we're, I, I'm very confident in each of our abilities to get us to where we need to be. However, we had this moment almost a year ago with Pedro. Pedro's, yeah. That's where because, I came in. you know, uh, and even when I was talking to Vince when I was down in Nashville, he was like, oh, you ever have any scarcity when, like, you were talking about bringing Bedros into the into the vault here? And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. No, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because in a, a short time, he has leveled us up beyond belief. The experience that he has, his mentorship, his coaching, his empathy at times. Sure. His kick in the ass at times, like, has already propelled us way further forward than we would have been without him. Um, so he, you know, he's the guy. He's the guy, and uh, it's funny that you actually say that because I, I've been buying. Um, I bought myself and all our employees, my wife, five minute journals. You ever hear them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, each day you have to write down like what was the best part of my day or like what what, what went great today. And we had our uh, EOS call on Thursday, and I wrote what I'm grateful for today was Bader's energy. Yeah. And like literally, I sent it to him. Like, dude, like thanks for today. As always, yeah. like yeah. so, not just in business, but even in life. Like, I feel like everyone like could yeah. use because you weren't a looking for a mentor, right? Yeah. Like, you know that again. You kind of slipped, tripped, I mean, and we fell into this relationship. Yep, we weren't looking for a mentor. We weren't looking for a partner. We weren't yeah. looking for, and you know, he showed up on the scene. And yeah, so is he a partner in this now, or is it, okay? Yes. So yeah, that was my second question between the two guys. Like, is this was it fifty fifty? Like, how what is this? What's the split look like these 50, days? Fifty fifty. Yeah, it was fifty fifty. But now Bader's partner, minority partner. Got it. Um, and, uh, you know, we had to hand over the keys to some of the vision to him and, and trust him. And we did. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, was, it was the right move. Now, as far as, like, hiring other people, we're still, like you said, we're toddlers. We're kind of, like, you know, finding our way around sure. in this thing. We are generalists. You yep. know what I mean? We're doing a lot, still wearing a lot of hats, all of us. You know yeah. what I mean? Not just the leadership team, but, you know, other people on our team 
that are responsible for, say, like, you know, customer delight. Yeah. They're also like, well, let me figure out how to fuck with a theme in Shopify. Sure, like, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're still generalists. So, yeah. you know, where I see it going next is, you know, hiring specialists, you yeah. know, uh, to come in and, and help us in certain area, key areas. Yeah, it's like, imagine if Beta says, let's go, if B's a 10, Hiring tens is hard. You partner with tens. You give up equity to tens, that uh-huh. kind of thing. Really, you're you're probably going to hire like eights, nines. But imagine you had like a Bedros, but at an eight, working in here, and he was in the division for whatever the fuck else you do next. Like it's like yep. that's the my biggest thing is real companies create careers, all right, over coin kind of scenario. Like that's mm-hmm. like you want to show me the makings. I always ask like how many employees you got, how many of them are full time, how many people are full focus. This yeah. is their only line of work. They're not also bartending on the weekends, sure. and when you really think about this thing growing and it's, it's not going to grow by founders. Founders start companies. I don't believe we grow them. I believe we, we lay out the map and we think about what's around the corner, but it's the fucking soldiers, the people working in the company that actually make the growth occur. Cause at that point, you, one man cannot do it alone. Yeah. A woman. I don't ever. Yep. Yeah. I think that, you know, the founders are laying down the vision you know, the founders are the historical book of record. Yeah. Hey, we've been here before. You know, we got our shit kicked in before this way. We're going to survive. This is what we need to do. You know what I mean? From a leadership standpoint. But yeah, like uh, we would be, we would not be here if it wasn't for our team. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, like Brianna, like in a fucking snowstorm at 2 a.m. in your basement packing orders. Like we're going to get these fucking orders out. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were mired in God knows what, you know, trying to figure out social media land or whatever we were trying to do. You know what I mean? And she was sitting there grinding so i agree with you and they're the hardest thing to find yeah and they're the ones you want to like I always thought about like you know let's say the celtics win this series right the finals right and you ask 100 people who won they'd say the celtics they might even name a few names if i ask them who's the head coach i bet you less people are going to know the fu- but that's always as the founder i always wanted that i always wanted to be behind that curtain i always wanted the spotlight to be on them that's yeah. literally like what we what we, we've always said, like, we, the true people that, like, enjoy hard work and getting shit done and, and taking things to the next, le- next level, they don't want the spotlight. They don't want to be on Instagram. Check me out, dude. Like, this is our, sh- like, the big thing's coming. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 big <laughs> thing's coming, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. they're not the people that love hard work. They're not, part, they're not the few. Yeah. Like, the ones that really, they don't, they don't mind being behind the scenes. That's one of the, I think, one of the struggles uh, for me personally that I'm going through now. Like, I feel like it is important for us to step out from behind the brand because what it's going to do is further our movement of empowering people even more. But, like, that's, like, it's not me, man. Yeah, yeah. This, you is know, us, it's not, this is us getting in this comfort zone. This is, this is, yeah. But that, I think my podcast, was that the first podcast you had been on when, when I first did it? 20, or like, one you had or, done maybe one or one two. One or two up, yeah, before that. You guys hadn't really fucked up I would say. Them. And you guys have been on we, several now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Traditionally, turned them down. And people would reach out there. It's like, hey, can we be on my podcast? We, well, we were literally yeah. like, oh, we don't have time for yeah, that. Sorry, we no. just like fucking love you and your style, <laughs> dude. So we were like, we're going to do this. And it comes up probably a good, you know, maybe once every month or two. Yeah. I'm like, I am fucking grateful for Stu because uh, one thing that you said, you, you were like, you guys are on the precipice of something and I can yeah. feel it. And you are fucking right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the line you kept saying on that podcast was, you know, we're not fucking around. Yep. Right. And yep. I think anyone who owns a business would agree. Like, I'm not fucking around either. It's like, that's cool. Again, it just like tell, every gym thinks they've got great coaching community and programming, but you yep. got to show me an action that is separate from the pack. What sure. Seth Godin would call a purple, you know, the yep. purple, purple cow, cow. right? Yeah. Like yeah. you got to fucking show me this thing that's different because it meant that you sat there and you looked at the way you did it. 
which is probably the way everyone was doing it at the time. And you said, that's not good enough or that's not special enough. Yep. How do I make this special? And that's, I think that's the hardest thing is again, those are, but those are the ones that's why it's called disruptor disruptors, yep. right? Like people who are going to do things different. It's like, how can I piss the rest of the industry off? Mm-hmm. Right? How can I go in completely counterculture and yep. piss this industry off? Well, yep. that was part of our strategy behind Fuel on Fridays. Like, we're like, how the fuck are we going to be different than everybody else? And sure. Yep. We're, we're fucking dropping shit every Friday. Ain't nobody, dude, ain't nobody want to scramble every yeah. fucking week sure. to develop a high-quality product, market it, yeah. drop it, support it, yeah. serve it. Nobody wants to do that shit. We, in, in full transparency, like, we're, we're doing it. It's because... Because it's our DNA. Sure. Like, we're fucking grinders. Yeah. Like, we work hard. So, guess what? We're going to work hard every fucking week. Yep. Because it's our DNA. We don't know if it's the right business fucking strategy. 100%. But it's a, a going back to living authentically. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Like, we're, we're running this shop authentically. We're going to fucking grind yeah. every week, and we're going to drop some dope shit, and we're going to impact people's lives. Yeah. There's been times when you drop and it, and the sales are less than stellar and perform, but you get it. It's what? the consistency. It's yeah, the reps. exactly, man. We, we, and then we learn. And it's funny. The team's like, all right, let's fucking go. Let's yeah. do it. And then yeah. they're fucking keeping us in line. They're like, yeah, we need it's this. How, it's how we run lean and mean. They're all, they're all fucking killers. How many so. people have like sent you photos or tagged you and shit where they've gotten a Fuel Hunt-inspired tattoo? A lot. Oh, man. I, I was going to say, that's got to be like a to, crazy amount. To be honest, man, that was like probably one of the first moments where you were like, where I was oh, like, shit. I was like, we're on to something. Yeah, we're doing something. The we're fir- doing something right. Honestly, the first person to get it was Amanda, my wife. Okay. Yeah. Everybody wants to see, but if you want right here, and I was like, like damn, like you actually, damn, you actually dude, that's me. a ride or die right there, yeah. bro. That's legit. Yeah. And then my good friend of my uh, hockey team, Nick, Nick Largo, he literally got the, the cre- our original crest. crest. Yeah, the original one with the arrows. And I remember, yep. like, I was being like, damn, dude, like, someone else other than us believe, like, and my wife, yeah. like, who believes in me no matter yeah. what. We were <laughs> like, we don't even, like, do you guys have it yet? You guys have we were in the work. I got I'm yeah. weird. I'm weird with my. Okay. I'm weird with my tattoos. I'm like very particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we're I'm get, saving it we're getting for a special eagle moment. Hand. We're getting eagles on the hand. We are, eagles on the hand. Best like fucking uh, Boondock Saints, yeah. Right, yeah, right, right down exactly. there. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but and there was no build up to it. Like it wasn't like people were messaging us and they were like, "I'm thinking about getting a few hunt tattoos." Sure. Like all of a sudden, it just hit, like the tags started coming in, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" What really took it to the next level for me. And I didn't stop and think about it until probably like four weeks ago. Maybe you were like, "Yo, how's it feel to have yeah. like post you write? Yeah, people tattoo the words, the words that you body. wrote, like on my kitchen counter, drinking my espresso. Yeah. My kids are screaming, and I'm like, I just feel this emotion right now. I'm just gonna lay it out in yeah. this black and white square uh-huh. and pose it. And somebody feels compelled and moved enough to tattoo it on. Bro, I was like, like yeah. my fuck. My sister and our one team member Caroline both have like different OGs. Like that Joey wrote that. It's like, like damn, dude. Like that's that's real shit. It, it's insane because you think about a tattoo, someone putting someone else's shit. Like and people get tattooed, my grandmother or my Celtic cross or something about my heritage or an experience or my mm-hmm. father's death year or whatever the fuck it is. It's very personable. But when they put something that you created on them, now there's some people that get will get like I got a buddy. I can literally, can I go get, like, we got my buddy, we got him really drunk and high at the bar one night, and we took, and uh, there's a tattoo parlor next door. It's closed. And he's talking all this shit, and we're like, you want to put a 
the crying uh, emoji icon on your ass. He's like, oh, I'd fucking do that if that tattoo parlor was open. Sitting next to us at the bar is the owner. Oh. That tattoo parlor. He hears it. He's like, boys, let's, let's open go. up. Let's, let's fucking go. go. And when they did, they went and fucking t- got this big ass fucking crying emoji oh, tattoo on his left ass cheek. Like full I ass it. cheek? Or? It just, it's like dead center. Dead wow. Like a half dollar, dude. Like a, half yo, dollar. Uh, a little bit bigger than half dollar, yeah. Oh, that's it's hilarious. A, it's, so, that's like, hilarious. people, there are some people who get tattoos at the drop of a hat, but there's other people like that's a very special, yeah. very exactly. sacred occasion exactly. to canvas their body with something. I like even that. thought that when it was just the like we were just getting started, and the people like in our circle believe my brother-in-law believed in us so fucking much that, and they believe in the mission so much, and that mission resonated with them. Where he was like, I need this eagle and FWH tattooed on me. Yeah, dude, we're all connected, and energy is a real thing, and they felt the energy of the movement. Yeah. That's what it was. They knew we were serious. They felt our intention. They felt the energy, and that's why people do it. You know, that's why we, like, we used to get twisted up when people would say, like, oh, yeah, you know, your your motivational quotes that you you, you post, because we see them, and I I realize there's similarities, but we see them as so much different than, you know, rando fucking, you know, Jack's millionaire mentor page. Sure. No, no offense to, yeah, 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 yeah. to that household or whatever. But just but some rinse and repeated meme page. Work, that, you know, know work, work while they sleep. Like, yes. you know, fucking like, you know, yeah. dream while they sleep. Yeah, or the whatever. photo of Leo from fucking Wolf of Wall Street. Right, or something like yeah. that. Like, there, there's so much thought and, and emotion and intention that goes beyond the words that we put out there. Um, it's really an honor to have it received like it, like it is. What's the so the don't you but you got to be in a creative headspace. What is the time of the day or the the flow of doing a thing while I'm doing a thing or at this time of the day when you feel like you have the best opportunity to have your best ideas? I'm a uh, morning guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah morning guy. guy. It doesn't it doesn't have to be like you know fucking crack of dawn like yeah. roosters and shit for me. <laughs> flow state like my life is about chasing flow state. Like, that's, that's basically, I had that revelation about, like, a month ago. Yeah. The more I can enter flow state, the better my life is, and the better those connected to me, including the fuel hunt community, their lives are, too. Yeah. So, what I've done now is I've challenged myself that, you know, I have a switch, and I can turn my fucking flow state on. I don't need the morning. I don't need coffee. I don't need a not stressful day. I don't need a not stressful, you know, inbox, like... I have a switch, and when it's time for flow state, it's fucking yeah. flow state time. And I flip it, and I get in. And, you know, sometimes I'll use music to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like guys who like... That's an impressive it, talent. It, it, <laughs> it is, but I hear that, like, when I, again, when I, would, when I was coaching full-time, people were like, oh, I got to have this ready for my workout. I got to mobilize this for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. I got to have my special little yeah. shoes and the belt. And, like, bro, just go fucking work out. Yeah. Like, and yeah. once you get over the fact that I don't need things and rituals and routine to go have a great workout, because it literally just requires me, just like flow state only requires your fucking yep. cognitive brain and your heart beating. Yep. Then you realize, like, oh, I don't need anything special. But people are like, I need my special moleskin journal, and I need yeah. this one pen that I always write with, and this one mochiato. Like, it's just go. Yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to be like that. I, I mean, I never took it to like the, you know, the the tenth degree yeah. where I was like, oh, I need the special pen. Yeah. yeah. But I was, I, I attached my flow state to things, to items, yeah, to items tools. or things sometimes or tools. And now I'm just like, everyone, man, like, everyone thinks it's the wand, it's the magician, it's never the wand. Exactly. Yeah, you know? I feel like yeah. my, it's the same thing like a photographer. Like, yeah. oh, your camera takes great pictures. Sure. It's like, okay, bro. a great photographer will yeah. use our iPhone yeah, and fucking exactly. crush anything exactly. we could do with a good exactly. camera. Yeah, exactly. I feel like my flow state kind of hits at random times. Like be like driving or like even in the shower like after deep meditation like it could be like the great ideas come like literally like at the at the yeah. most random time yeah i'm i'm like 
at my if you look through the notes app on my phone yeah. or you look oh, through I keep a dude, no bro. the best app ever house. made I, I use notes oh, app man. and Evernote and I kind of go back and forth with yep. shit but it's yeah that's that's literally but when mine hit I become an absolute psycho to a to a fault I have to stop whatever I'm doing and fucking write it down. I'd be on yep. the rower in the middle of a workout, Same and thing. I'd fucking just boom. I get up and go straight to my office. That's that's why I tell the team. I'm like, oh great, I did write it down. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. how many great ideas do you think have been lost? Bro, what did I, I got you that that, <laughs> that case for your phone in the shower, dude. I run oh, my yeah. voice memos yep. in the shower. Oh yeah, I run 100%. the voice memos. I dictate a lot. Like yep. it comes, it goes down on paper. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's great ideas. We're just gonna come, but I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, remember that?" No, you will no, you fucking will not, not yeah, man. Won't. That you literally like it was a shooting star that you happened to catch, and you can't hold on to it though. You yep. gotta imprint it on something, or it's gonna be fucking gone. Yeah, the trouble when I'm riding that rocket, man, and I have a good idea. Yeah, the next idea is even better, and then I'm like, "Oh, I can remember the previous one," and then I have the next idea, the third idea in. I'm like, man, okay, now I got these three good ideas. Then the fourth comes, and then the other ones start evaporating yeah. behind it in the trail. See, and I find in the content creation game, like, if I've got an vi- idea for a video, even just writing it down is honestly not enough. I got to be like, okay, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to just real quick storybook this. I'm going to do my three acts, my one, my two, my three, and now I'm going straight to my calendar. When do I have time to do this today? Because yeah, I'm obviously yeah. excited about this fucking yeah. day. Dude, I've had such I've had amazing fucking video ideas that it was just, they're still written down. I just never fucking, never I didn't take them. the, to, to execute on it. And that's where like going back to the fitness thing, like I would allow every great idea to rob every bit, whether my, my, at my marriage at the time or personal time, but I'd be at the bar with buddies and I've had fucking, I've got four Guinnesses deep and I got this idea and I'm gone. I, yeah. I, I Irish exit proper and I'm fucking at home working on that, queuing up the cameras. Cause yep. it's like, I got a Caesar right then and there. So I believe there's obviously some moderation to that scheme, yeah. but yeah. I truly feel, especially with creative ideas, like where I can create it, I can write it, I can sketch it, I can put words down on paper. Yep. There's something special happening in your brain in that very moment. You got to seize that opportunity. Yeah, writing writing is such a uh, it's a cognitive process, yeah. man. And uh, I think that's what we miss a lot now on our phones. Yeah, I mean, I have that that remarkable over yeah. there. I just recently cut over to that from Dude, paper. Dude, how is it? Does it really feel that realistic? I'll let you write on yeah. it. Yeah, I swore to one of my buddies that I would never get rid of pen and paper. I found that thing and I cut really? it over because you know. I can only archive and carry around so many moleskins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. I got, I got like a whole library of like, yeah. you know. Mol- does it sync up to everything you want it to? It, from does. it? it does. Yeah, it does. Dude, my boy Brad Weems is a gym owner in Tennessee, and he, I think he's like, dude, I got one of these. You got to fuck yeah. with it. And I was like, is it going to really fuck it? I can get a film to put over my iPad and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he, he swears by it. Yeah, no, right. I swear by it. I carry, okay, I carry that's, it everywhere that's I go. It. You it's saw been, me connected to me. It'll get ordered on the plane on the way home. That's literally it. That's fucking... That's yeah, writing is writing is actually like the 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 what I do every day. Like my pillars of my day is the acronym write. I read, I write, I train, I introspect, I extrospect. I love R I T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So writing for me has always again epiphany that I've, I've come to in my thirties. I wish I would have had it before. Like writing has always been so important to me. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's a skill. Like nobody ever gets talker's block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many entrepreneurs have writer's block. Like the number one thing I don't do, I don't, I don't have templates. I don't have uh, PDFs for P. I do not create a single document for any gym owner. Not a standard operating agreement. Not a front desk checklist. Because I truly believe you have got to have the ability. I will, I will literally work with you and help you create it on your own. But I am not putting a fucking pen in the paper. Yeah. You are. I will revise it. I will edit it. 
but you are going to create it because now you created that shit. Yep. It, like, again, like, if you wanted someone to hand you templates and all that, get a fucking franchise. Yeah, Go right. open a Fit Body Boot sure, Camp, sure, you know? Sure, sure, sure. But, like, you want this thing to be, you wanted to make something yourself. Let's make it yourself. And that, again, it's the art of creating. Like, like I, there's emails I sent out during COVID that I wrote myself, and it took me fucking 20 iterations to write. And I had a copywriter look over it, and but like, they were really important. Like just like a lot of gyms, they were really important. You know, communications, crisis communications go out. Yeah. I was so proud of the fucking words that went out. Yeah. Even when like when I shut everything down, like that fucking letter took. That was a lot to write that fucking letter. Yeah. But like at least I owned it. I owned it, the building when I or the company when I started on my truck, and I'm owning this fucking letter when I'm shutting yeah. everything down from end to end. That's me. Yeah. Think about human history, man. Like writing, like you know what I mean. They're we were we were scrolling things on cave walls, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And we've written, we've written for for as long as we can remember. This shit, yeah, this yeah. shit is relatively new. Yeah. So, you know, um, I even, with the writer's block thing, like I have, um, you know, some friends that always come to me and are like, hey, you know what I mean? I got writer's block. I don't know what to write. First of all, if you don't know what to write, you might not be writing about the, the right thing, number one. Number two, you're sitting in front of a glowing fucking box and you're staring at a glowing fucking screen. Get a pen, a piece of paper, yep. and go take a fucking walk and, and, and clear your mind and then start writing stuff down by hand. That's how I break the block. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I agree. And in fact, because it, it, like, well, it takes longer. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the point. Uh-huh. Like, there are times where I type so fucking quick, I get four paragraphs in. I'm like, dog shit. That doesn't even make sense. That's a lie. Like, I'm just like, because yeah. you can type faster than you can think. Yeah. But you actually, you're writing like, is actually going to be, like, a governor and allow you to actually, I, in my opinion, put more quality Absolutely. down it's more, than it's typing. more cognitive process. 100%. Than, than, than I don't, I, like, and it's finishing the sentences for me, and it's like, oh, that's not actually yeah, what yeah. I wanted to say. Like, yeah, yeah. you no, know. Use this grammar instead. Yeah. Or yeah. Rephrase that. It's like, well, wait, now you're changing now, my, my tone. tone, my emotion. You know that's what I'm it. saying? That's it, 100%. You know? The best copywriters that I know now, not personally, like books I've read, people that I study, all of those copywriters, either they're like Joe Sugarman's that are like, you know, old school, yep. like brochure type shit. Yep. Even the new copywriters, they all spent a period of their lives hand copying sales letters. Yes, correct. Writing, yep. writing. They were like, this is a yep. dope email. Ogilvy, all that. Yep. This is a dope email that this person wrote. Yep. This is a dope uh, sales letter. I'm going to pick up a fucking pencil yeah. and I'm going to rewrite this thing and cognitively I'm going to start to understand why it was written this yep. way and how it's making me feel because yeah. I'm putting energy into it and it's giving me energy back. And I'm not saying that that doesn't work if you're typing sure. on some shit, but I really believe in that. Like those strokes, you're giving that piece of paper energy and it's giving you back. I agree, man. Knowledge. I agree a thousand percent. The only thing that from a tech perspective, like I love the, I like the audio message. I love the dictation of it. Yeah. it like, cause there is that time when I'm not always pen and paper capable driving or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just like speech to text, you know, even with it being a little fucked up, it's, it, there is just, that's like some beauty in technology to leverage that kind of thing. But you're right. You got to get back down to the whole thing. All right. We're going to be closing out here to fucking uh, go get steaks and, and bourbon and stuff. But guys, real quick, I want to, one thing in the way I wanted to end this today <sighs> Everybody wants to eat, but fuel hunt. Everything you guys say is like, you know, anyone listening to this, it's motivational. They get whatever. When was the last time you didn't hunt as well as you could have? Like a time when you look back on it and you're like, dude, I, I was hungry, but I fucking, I didn't hunt for that thing. Or I, I 
I, I, che- I just checked the box. Like, when was the last time you, like, looking back on the recent past, you fucked up and you definitely didn't live that thing? Because I think that's the one thing other one, like, probably like, all they do is fucking hunt. All they do, like, but they're fucking human, too. I yeah, guarantee, yeah. you know, so oh, yeah. when was that last time? I go through mental battles every day, right? Like, the thing that makes me and us and the few top performers is that we know we struggle with those things. We struggle with depression. We struggle with anxiety. We struggle with health problems. We struggle with lack of motivation. But we're still going to wake up and we're still going to get it done. Yeah. But we, the thing is being cognizant of those shortcomings and those those challenges and, and tribulations or tribulations, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that's, I mean, every day, I mean, I, I, I think I struggle with anxiety, some low level anxiety or depression. You know he, I mean? On the call the other day, you and me were jamming about, about the, the fitness studio and flawless. And like, you, you made a great thing and it made me think, cause I did the same thing. And I think we talked about it for a minute. You were like, all this shit we're talking about with the gym, it's shit that I would never have. We'd even have to have the conversation when it comes with the few, because yeah. I would already, I would do it there. But I'm half-assing some shit here with my other business, exactly. and it's like, and I, I had the same thing. There were times where I was so into WTF in like 2017, I was half-assing shit with the gym, and it's just like, fuck, man, I want this thing to fucking feed me, but I'm not fucking, I'm not putting in the time to hunt there. Exactly, yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. And well, to answer your yeah. question, actually, I think, and Joe, this is what we were just talking about before Stu got here. Is that like? We are so committed to building this company, this community, and this mission that we put a lot of fucking hard, long hours into it. And a lot of times things sacrifice. And, like, our wives and our children yep. are, and you can attest to this, like, have probably taken the, the brunt of it. So I would say if there's any area in my life that I want to hunt better at, it's being a better dad and a better husband. Yep. Still, thousand thousand percent. I mean... I think people see the accomplishments or the achievements that we've had or the growth that we've had, and then you, you hear about crossing that seven-figure line, and everybody thinks like, oh, okay, well, now you've arrived, and things are much easier. And the reality of it is it gets it's harder. It's hard. Like, it's, it, this shit, it looks lovely, but it's a huge fucking risk. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it makes me emotional to even talk about it, but I agree with Drew. You know, I could have been a better husband and father. It's a, there's always times, man, when you go back and you look on this stuff and it's like, you think you're being selfless, but you're actually being selfish in some yes. of these endeavors. And again, and like, it's always in the name. It's, I always say like, do you ever watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. Right. Where he just, he goes full, he breaks, he goes full Breaking Bad and he's doing it in the name of his family and this, and that. Then he liked the power. He liked the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I've found myself doing that in the business. Like yeah, I've yeah. just, times times like, I'm just you know, fueling myself. I think as a man, you start to think, uh, you know, I'm doing all this to provide. Yeah. And you're like, I'm providing, I'm providing, I'm out here, I'm fucking hunting, I'm providing. But you're providing to an, a certain extent what you need or what you feel you need to provide. And that's where the selfish comes in. You have to step back and say, but what am I, what am I not providing? You know what I mean? That will cause me to not work as much, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, I think we get caught up in that, or at least I did. That was my thing. It's like, I'm a provider. I'm a protector, and I'm a provider. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bust my ass. I'm going to work fucking 18 hours a day. I'm going to have a full-time job. I'm going to kill it there. I'm going to have a side business. I'm gonna do- <laughs> but, like, the, the realization I came to, and it was really when I had the nuts to, to quit my job and go f- fuel hunt full-time, I look back on it, and I didn't leave a trail of destruction behind me with my family, <laughs> but I look back on it, and I was like, wow, I wasn't showing up like I should have been. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think, I think guys, that's, uh, 
that's powerful because I, I think it's super important to always close the circle of you're going to give the motivation and give all that stuff. I think it's super empowered to also share the times where you're like, I wasn't even fucking eating my own medicine at that. Cause yep. so many of the people that follow you guys and, and follow the mission of the brand, they're doing that at, at a higher frequency as they're trying to figure out how they're going to properly hunt yeah. and, and, and provide for them. And um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Joey and Drew of Fuel Hunt. Thank you, guys. Thank I you, appreciate man. it, man. Thank this you very dope. much.